You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news we talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... If you want to be my lover, you got to play with my toys. Do you, Michael. Do we play with our toys, Michael? Because you didn't even watch half of the reason why I called this week the freaking toy theme, which is Child's Play and Toy Story. But did you watch Child's Play? The original. That's not... <laughs> well, that counts. Uh, but we're not reviewing the original, though, so it doesn't count yeah, really. Probably, but it'll probably be a better review or episode. <laughs> Right, I didn't see it. Yeah, you so didn't I don't see know. it. I was saying, I don't know. You son of a bitch. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I saw it, and I'm gonna give my two cents on it, non-spoilers, since you haven't seen it it's yet. It's not my fault. My mother wasn't home, and I don't have a car, so. <laughs> okay. You're not Andy, Michael. You're a grown man. Am I? You walk. You put one foot in front. Well, just of like the Andy, other. I, just like Andy, I still live with my mother, so. <laughs> <laughs> or Bonnie, because. Andy's in college. You know what's weird about the new movie? The 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 mom is that girl from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. The the mean girl. You know the one that's like a kind of a jerk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super young. So like in the movie, she doesn't even look like Andy's mom. She looks like a sister. That's even a joke in the movie at one point. It's like I mean it's voice acting, so Wait, what? So, the mom. On. Yeah, I'm saying it's voice acting, so it doesn't matter she's not old. How's it voice acting? Tell my Toy Story. No, I'm talking. What? I'm talking about Child's Play. Oh, you <laughs> said Andy's mom, so I'm like, it's voice acting. What? Oh yeah, I guess they are both named Andy. Oh, never was- mind. So you talking about the little boy Andy? Never mind. Yeah. Wait. I thought I was thinking about Toy Story Andy. Was it's, Toy Story Andy like based off Child's Play Andy? Now you ask. I don't know. <laughs> like right, because Toy Story came out after Child's Play, so Toy Story came out years after Child's. Child's Play came out in the eighties. Yeah, so it can't be a coincidence that both movies are about toys, and the the main character's name is Andy. I mean, there's a lot of Andys in the world, so <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a main character named Andy before Child's Play and Toy Story. <laughs> coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna give our our review of uh, the to- the new Toy Story, Toy Story Four, and I mean, you know. I think after seeing the trailers, I don't think either of us were, was really blown away by the trailers, right? No. Yeah. The Forky introduction, it just seemed... And after the the, the very conclusive ending in Toy Story 3, it seemed like that was the end of the whole story. Like the Toy Story. Agreed. Yeah. So this is an either going to be a tremendous but they need epic some, win. They needed something to compete with Child's Play. That is not what <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's not what happened. Woody, Woody, Woody went dark in this movie. Pixar was sitting around going like, you know that new Child's Play reboot was coming out? We need to compete with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's release a new Toy Story. That makes no sense. Disney said nobody can have, nobody can have a summer hit this summer. Because you think about it, think about this summer. Nothing's really hit except for like John Wick, but I wouldn't really count. Avengers. I mean, I, guess, I was just like, about to say besides Avengers. Yeah, the that's obvious the, one. That was the biggest thing. Every other major franchise so far that came out this summer. Wait, did Aladdin come out? Yeah, well, maybe. Well, that's still Disney, though. But, yeah, the only properties that had big hits this summer so far have been Disney. 
Hmm. I mean, they are taking over the world, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does make sense. <laughs> I mean, if Pixar was trying to compete with the reboot of Child's Play, I saw the box office this weekend. It's not even, it's not even competition. Oh, well, I mean, it did compete. It, it blew it out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, number one is like 100 million or something, and number two is like 10 million, <laughs> which is Child's Play. I mean, you know, how hard is it to make a good trilogy? Like, there's not many solid trilogies where all three movies are good. No. So what are the odds of Pixar being able to pull another uh, rabbit out of its hat? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Captain, the Captain America, I would say all three are good. I mean, Batman arguably. Yeah. I didn't really love I didn't love the Rises. Last, yeah. yeah, Rises. I was about to say The Last Night. Wrong franchise. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus. They, didn't, they barely got one, kind of, if you're a fan of Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, that's it. There's not many. Yeah, there's not many. I guess the original Star Wars, four, five, and six. Yeah, I guess if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> but that, I'm just saying that to say that, I mean, they had someone argue the perfect trilogy. Like, yes. I think most people loved one, two, and three. Especially animated. Like, I would say Toy Story is like the number one animated movie, like the franchise ever. Yeah. Two is maybe my least favorite, but it's still a solid movie. Yes. So then flash forward to four. Or I think everyone's worried that they're going to, quote unquote, ruin their childhood, mm-hmm. including me. <laughs> but we'll find out when we get into our review. But before we get into all that. Oh, and, and then we have Anime Talk, which is Attack on Titan and One Punch Man. You did see both, right? Yes. Okay. At least you did that. <laughs> Not doing your homework, Andy. <laughs> but we have... Oh, no, we don't. I was going to say we have iTunes reviews, but how, how you doing this week, Michael? Because I'm not doing that well. If you can't hear my voice, kind of... Kind of blase today. You just sound sleepy. Oh. Which is, I guess I'm kind of sleepy too. <laughs> I'm both. Well, you got to not be sleepy for the podcast. I'm sleepy. But I- no, I'm not sleepy. I'm having an existential crisis, and the lack of iTunes reviews is not helping. What's What's the meaning of life, Michael? Well, I'm having an existential crisis too. <laughs> what? Well, this isn't this isn't the blurred visions uh, psychology talk, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's very appropriate for this week's episode or this week's review. This this episode. That's what Toy Story 4 is all about. And, Gro- I, and gro- Growing up? Well, not even growing up. I think just the... No, I think 3 was about growing up. 4 is about ex- having an... Ex- moving on, yeah. Moving on. What's, what's, what's your path? What S- gives... Setting a new path. What gives meaning to life? Mm-hmm. And like, what's your purpose? And if you lose your purpose, how do you find new purpose? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Toy Story 4 has, has set me on this this thinking path of trying to figure out my own purpose. Oh, I was on that path way before this movie. And then I saw this movie. I was just like, well, Hey, <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about it. I'll talk about it later, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going to see it for the review. I was going to say this movie summed up my love life. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works, but I'm, put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious now. Okay. I'm going to go cry or in the corner right now. <laughs> Speaking of crying though, I mean, we have no new iTunes reviews. Have we hit a plateau? Have we? We I have the know. same amount of no, listeners. I was going to say, nobody's listening to us anymore. Have they grown up like Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I've grown beyond Blurred yeah, Vision. Yeah, I've grown beyond Blurred Vision. <laughs> I'm, I'm done not agreeing it's with like the reviews. Andy, maybe I'll return <laughs> in the future. Maybe we've plateaued. We haven't gotten any new listeners. We just have the same listeners. So how do, how do we grow and evolve, Michael? Like, that's the question I've, I've been pondering this weekend. Dick pics. Happy Pride. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. You have more followers. It's the only way. I have <laughs> to put. It's the only way. I've got to entice them with dick pics. The only way to grow is to grow. 
Uh, if you leave an iTunes review, I'll send you a dick pic. How about that? There you go. So <laughs> if you don't want it. Like, <laughs> there you go, guys. Send, tell your friends, families, and neighbors to listen to Blurred Vision for a dick pic from Blurred Vision himself. So like someone leaves a review. It's like, no, I don't want a dick pic. They're like, no, 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 no. It's no choice. It's a famous penis. He has more followers than some celebrities. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> All right, well. We don't have iTunes reviews, but there are still some people that love us, and those are our emailers, Michael. So we still have a couple of emails. I think that's probably people are more like should send an email because the iTunes shit is broken. Well, not even just that, because <laughs> lately the emails have been recurring listeners. So why leave a review if you're not reviewing us, but you just want to talk to us? Oh yeah, I know that, but I'm saying like that's what I mean. Like when I say we've plateaued, because if there's no new listeners, there's no new people leave iTunes reviews. You gotta have new listeners for that. Yeah. So maybe we completely saturated. Our market, which is what? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, but we do have emails. But look at us complaining. Like, we can have no listeners. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't know, man. Toy Story just fucked me up. <laughs> I did not expect that. Uh, but did I cry? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question. Because yeah. like you said, I only only things I give perfect vision are things I cry at. So Even though you're like, no, actually, I didn't cry at this, but I gave it a perfect vision. So we'll see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> no, you're in a box. All right, well. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Uh, our first email comes from our old pal, Danny Villasenor, who's been sending us questions of the week. Um, he asks, hey guys, so I've been thinking, me too, bro, me too. What is the life? Haven't we all? What is the, what is my purpose? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, you know what else I think I'm having this existential crisis? Arrow Beyond didn't do that well. You know, remember we were joking about that before, like, well, if it doesn't do that well, how are you going to feel, Mike? I'm going to feel really bad. I feel really bad, Michael. It did okay. It did, it's got about 3,000 views. It's all right. Mm. I mean, but by comparison, <laughs> Unworthy has like 300,000 300, plus, you know what I'm saying? So... I can only gauge more by... nostalgia for Power Rangers than like a lot of like the Arrowverse is sullying people's minds. Like yeah. we talk about it all the oh, time. Oh god, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I understand that. I don't know. I guess I just, I'm just sensitive and taking it as a personal attack on me. <laughs> but that's not everybody hates you. I'm that's not true. being ungrateful because at the same time I can identify things that I I were positives. Like I, I actually did get a shout out from the guy that plays uh Connor Hawk on uh on Arrow, who's now become a season regular regular next season on Arrow. Uh Joseph Jones. Yeah, shout out so to him. Look at you. I got a shout out, but it's not doing <laughs> The shout out is nice and it is kinda of what my goal was. Well I got three thousand. I don't have three thousand. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm looking to get force in the mouth. I need to look at the silver lining, Michael. I need to be appreciative. You're right. You're right. It's a good lesson, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, uh, our first email comes from our old pal, Danny Villasenor. That's another thing. Our old pal. We've got pals in this podcast. I should be happy about that. you got a friend in us. <laughs> You've got a friend in Danny. Danny says he's been thinking, what if the Russo brothers were right about Endgame? Specifically, when Cap traveled from his branch timeline to the current timeline to give Sam his shield. How would Cap have done that? We know he isn't too bright when it comes to technology, and we don't know the full extent of what occurred in the old Cap, uh, in the old Cap, the timeline. But how do you think old Cap got back to the main timeline? Do you think Stark didn't die and he helped him go back? 
Or could he have been Morgan, because we know Catherine Langford was cast as an older Morgan Stark. Could she have helped Cap get to the main timeline? Anyways, guys, let me know what you think and how do you feel about Endgame getting eight more minutes to its three-hour-long run. Stay nerdy, my oh, blurdy. that's all it is, is eight minutes? I'm not going to the theaters for that. I heard that. six. I'm not going to the theaters for that. You bitch. <laughs> you want grateful. You're about <laughs> gratefulness. No. I, I, I would go for 60 seconds. You wouldn't go for I'll eight minutes. I'll wait for the Blu-ray. Like, what the fuck? I have, like, if it was like uh, the Lord of the, what, what was it, the Lord of the Rings? I think it was the Lord of the Rings uh, re-release uh, re when they added an extra 30 minutes. It's eight minutes of in-game stuff. I'll wait for the Blu-ray. I'm going to go fuck. Oh, yeah. Eight. So when Avatar beats in-game for number one, it's your fault it's then. It's not. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back. <laughs> I'll, I'll put I'll put it in my fucking... I'll give it the AMC A-list so it can get the credit, but I'm not going <laughs> to... Does that count? I don't know if that counts. Does no, that... it does count. Oh, it does count? Because they don't know if I actually went... I, uh, uh, Okay. As long as the time passes and I doesn't and I and I doesn't and I don't cancel it, it still counts as a a ticket. Oh, okay. Well, then if I guess for you it does count. Yeah. But you should see it. What the hell? It's I'm a, fucking eight minutes. What I'm gonna do? <laughs> what if they're really important? Eight minutes. Remember the, the. It's not. It's gonna be Iron Man going to the toilet and wiping his ass <laughs> for eight minutes. Well, trying I, to think about how to discover time travel. Well, I do know there has to be some deleted scenes that were at least mentioned by the writers before. Remember how before I mentioned there was like scenes like Rhodey that were deleted where he got the new Iron Patriot suit or whatever? Uh-huh. Maybe stuff like that. Like just the, the fill-in stuff that was deleted. Or or even that action sequence I talked about where it was like Hulk and I think Giant Man destroying one of the, the giant Vanguard ships. I could wait for Blu-ray. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> we do a podcast. <laughs> I thought it was like an extra, I thought it was going to be like a half an hour of extra footage. Not like 20 seconds. It's eight minutes. Well, I thought it was six. He's saying eight. So, I mean, that's even more than I thought. But I, I made a point on my on my Instagram page. I was like, even if it's 60 seconds, I would still go and see it. Yeah, I'm going to see it on Blu-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're trash. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think about his theory about um the possibility of how, how Steve, Steve Rogers was sent back? I mean, honestly... The people that make the movie can't even agree on it because the writers and directors. Uh, yeah, uh, the Russo brothers are saying one thing, but then uh, Chris, whatever the name, McFeelian, uh, Marcus, Marcus, McFeely, yeah. they're saying something different. Like, which is so weird. Why wouldn't they have a, com a, com yeah, a conversation? Yeah, like, <laughs> the writers are saying that it's not a divergent timeline. He just basically waited until the time passed and he knew where everybody was going to be and he sat there. Which doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense because no. that... And they wrote it, which is also yeah, like... Yeah, that, that negates what you said earlier, but then uh, the Russo brothers are like, no, he, he warped himself to a different place in time or whatever to this new timeline and then just went to that spot. And it's like, but even then, if the, even if you did that, you still have to have like a struct, like that little time travel device structure that he appears in. Mm. So it's like, where is that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, no. I and mean, then you also got people well, trying no, to... Well, not necessarily, because if he was sent by a device that was the same, I assume when he was sent into the past, he didn't appear in one of those devices. Like, he just appeared somewhere. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it would have to be a thing where someone made a device like that and sent him through time back to this timeline. But it wouldn't be a Morgan Stark, like like uh, Danny says, because that, that would mean that uh, Steve had to age past the point... That we are now in this timeline, so he would be like two hundred yeah, years she's old. Still, yeah, she's still young. Yeah, he'd be like one hundred and fifty by the time she got old enough to make a device like that. Yeah. So I would want to believe that the Tony Stark in that timeline didn't die, because the Steve in that timeline knew what would happen and kind of was just like, hey, by the way, <laughs> just give it to Captain. Mar I've seen that too. Like, just give it to Captain Marvel. If she does the snap, 
You don't have to die. She was right there. Or they stopped the, uh, Thanos from invading before he invaded. Yeah. Oh, they, they just Cause, turn cause, off, cause turn off even, Nebula's um, her Wi-Fi. <laughs> even, even, even the Russo brothers were like, well, he didn't just sit back and watch everything. He did. He still kind of like the Wonder Woman effect was like, no, she was still helping out in some capacity, but no, not really. I mean, she, he could have. We don't know that timeline. It could have been a completely divergent timeline where he maybe he, with Peggy, made S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Captain America was a Captain S.H.I.E.L.D. You know what I'm, I'm still just like you. Still let JFK die. You still let MLK die. Like how you know? Maybe he didn't. That time. No, they're dead. Maybe that timeline's amazing because he like took that list that he had um, from a Winter Soldier and like fixed everything that went wrong in, that, in our universe. I doubt it, but yeah, maybe. I want to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the writer's explanation doesn't make any sense. It has to be what the Russo said about a divergent timeline. Yeah. Even the shield he brought back wasn't the same shield, so it's like it can't be this timeline. Which still doesn't make sense, though, because he had the shield when he went back. But maybe he had adventures where his shield broke, and then he had to make a new shield. But how? We, the only time we've seen the shield broke break, break was with like Thanos, like an alien. Maybe he fought Thanos again. I don't know. Uh, see, because we don't know, we can just say, like, maybe he did. <laughs> but then I also saw some people trying to, like, pull the Spider-Man Peter Parker effect, where they're like, you see this little boy in Iron Man, what was it, Iron Man 2? Yeah, that's Peter Parker. They they they, they try to do the same thing with like Winter Soldier. Like, oh you yeah, see that old man carrying a casket. That's Steve Rogers. Yeah, like, he was civil- bullsh- bullshit. Yeah, he was Civil War. Yeah, yeah, civil- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, not Civil. Wait, was yeah, it Civil War. Because when oh. that's when Peggy died. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that too. Like that meme where you see the back of his head and it's yeah. like, oh, that's that's old man that's Steve. Old man Steve. It's like bullshit. Again, it doesn't make sense because that's not a. That's still our time. That's still the current timeline. Yeah. And the, like, my biggest reason for why I wouldn't want that same timeline thing to be a thing is because then he kissed his his niece. Like I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want still, Star. That's still the same Steve. Yeah, yeah, I don't want any Luke Leia Star Wars crap in my my Marvel. No, no, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> no incest cap. <laughs> All right, but thank you, Danny. It's a good question. Um, and our last email comes from our old other fan, or our other old pal of the podcast, Xavier Sutton. Uh, he asks, or he says, hello guys, I will start out saying that Arab Beyond was great. Aww. See, Thank there you, you go. Xavier. He's one of the 3,000. <laughs> I, I love you 3,000. 3, <laughs> <laughs> I love you 3,000, Xavier. Uh, and I hope someone shows it to the Arrow showrunners and tells them this is what the flash forward should have been. That is my only, my only hope for that. I mean, it's too late though. <laughs> or you could just send it. I mean, you could just send. You could like send uh, the director like a clip, or like the showrunners a clip. I just want the last moments of Arrow to at least be that kind of like hopeful end on a future note kind of thing. Like the the cycle continues, like the legacy goes on, like Batman Beyond's. Yeah, ending. it's gonna be uh, with Felicity's daughter. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing we get in Toy Story. The Toy Story review. I've been kind of a tirade these last couple of podcasts about female empowerment. But Toy Story 4 is how you do it right, in my opinion. I was going to say, what? I was like, what is he going to complain about with this? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think of all things, I'm like, come on. How is Toy Story 4 making a, a, a better, like, and more subtle, less heavy-handed female empowerment message than like Captain Marvel. That's not. That's not okay. It's a kids. A kids show is, should have the heavy-handed messages. It shouldn't be the other way around. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, though, Pixar is one of the few studios that churns out consistently good material. 
With the exception of like the Cars franchise, nobody gives a fuck about Cars. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, but they keep making more. That's the Redneck division. Like, <laughs> hey guys, you can have this one. <laughs> but yeah, everything else from Pixar has been pretty much very successful and critically great. It's well written. That's the why I think is the most important factor. Like, it's there's thought in it. Like, you can tell there's a thought put into every scene, every Which, character was, interaction. Was, was Toy Story the first Pixar movie? That's a good question. I don't know. Look it up, news guy. Uh, Xavier goes on to say, anyways, I've got a question. Yes, the- it was. Oh, there you go. Uh, from the information that the MCU gave us, who do you what? Who do you think is actually the first Avenger? Is it Thor because he's the oldest? Is it Captain Marvel because that's where Nick got the whole Avengers idea? Do you think it is Captain America or someone else or somebody else entirely? Also, since this podcast will be uploaded on the day Michael Jackson died, I can't believe it's been 10 years. That's true. Oh, dang. This is the anniversary of Michael Jackson's death? Uh, <laughs> June 25th, I believe so. Oh, shit. What is your favorite Michael Jackson song? That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Xavier. Um, so who's the first Avenger? Let's start with that. I would say ultimately it's Captain America. Yes, Thor is the oldest. Yes, the idea or the name Avengers came from Captain Marvel, but Captain America was the first person that the government specifically made to be a weapon and within the MCU universe because really it was Wolverine. Well, no, Wolverine came after... No, so yeah, still Captain America. Yeah. Okay, I, I 100% agree with what you just said, but I'm going to say it's because the title of the movie is The First Avenger. <laughs> I'm going to go super fucking superficial with that. Well, Carol's name is the first Avenger. <laughs> what, is this Captain Marvel called? Captain Marvel the first Avenger? No. They might wreck on it. <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, and so what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Um, Favorite Michael Jackson? I got a lot. Name one. You got a friend in... That's not my I'm favorite. like, what? <laughs> what remix did you hear first? Nah, that's Randy Newman. <laughs> um, you go first. Let me think. I got. I'm a tie between. They don't care about us. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. Enough is enough. <laughs> you don't know anything about Michael Jackson. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I think it's very appropriate, especially nowadays. Like I think it was. I mean, it, it's always been appropriate, but I feel like that's a good theme song for a lot of events that have been happening in the media lately. Um, or less heavy, but I like it for the beat. Slave to the rhythm, which is actually also pretty a dark song too. Love his songs are dark. <laughs> slave to the rhythm of. She's a slave to the rhythm of. I think my favorite, now that I think about it, I think my favorite song is Rock With You. Wanna rock with you. Yeah. All night. Wow. Like, just, just the beat and the flow of that song. Like, and I like that song. Granted, I could think of all the videos that he's done, but I can immediately, like, dial into the video for that song when I hear it with the sequin and the, the light, the green lights. Mm. And like... I don't think there's an artist that I like more songs from than Michael Jackson. Plus, as a singer, that's a nice song you can harmonize with. Granted, you can harmonize with a lot of it, but that's like a nice, little groovy, like you can harmonize with it, mm. which you don't know nothing about. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't carry a tune. <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> that's about all I can do. Um, but do you agree with that? Like, I feel like... Michael Jackson has the most hits that I enjoy of any single artist. Like, I feel like you can throw a dart at a Michael Jackson song, and it's like, I love that song. Yes. 
Because I was trying to think. I'm like, but yeah. Because I was like, overall, though, I do like Janet more than I like Michael. But yeah, you could. Michael has more. Michael has more hits in terms of like singles mm-hmm. that I like more than Janet. But I like Janet's albums better than I like Michael's full albums. Okay. I can I, I can agree with that. Not for Janet Jackson, but I just mean in general. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for emails and no iTunes reviews because people don't love us. So there's that. Speaking of no love, Michael, no let's love. talk about Toy Story I, 4. I mean, I said this, this, like, this movie reminds me of my love life. <laughs> All right. I got to understand or, or this. lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, let's get in the Toy Story 4 review. Okay. Here's the plan. Gabby Gabby has Forky. We know the perfect toy to help. No. Duke. Nope. Duke. Nuh-uh. Duke. No way. Duke. Decline. Duke. My kid really needs this toy. You got a kid. Like like a kid kid? Like a human kid? Yeah. We're gonna get a kid. We get a kid. And for those that know our race to be here on I can't talk about it right now. What? What does that mean? I feel like it'll be a spoiler. Oh, so we got to save it for spoilers? Yeah. Okay. So let's give our non-spoilery thoughts first, and then get into our spoiler thoughts afterwards, or and ratings. But let's, uh, for those that don't know our ratings, I'm all over the place this week. <laughs> for, for those that don't know our ratings, we're here on Blurred Vision, <laughs> I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable, and more than passable. Thank you, Catchupon. So, Michael... I mean, after all those lackluster trailers, remember the Key and P trailers with Ducky and Bunny? How we were like, really? You're yeah. going to have these like fucking stereotypical Stereos- black characters yeah. in a Toy Story movie. We saw Forky and was like, that doesn't even fit. Like, what? It seemed like from everything we see, saw leading up to this movie, that this was going to be the first Toy Story movie miss. Like, they seem like behind the scenes, like the, the powers that be were like, we just need another hit. And Toy Story is a very marketable and lucrative franchise. Yeah, instead this- of just doing another Pixar original, which all, which it's not like Pixar has proven that they can't make money without doing originals. Like every movie that they've done for the most part has been an original movie. Yeah, but it seemed like the studio was just like, let's play it safe. Sequels, sequels, sequelitis. Yeah. Sequels make money. <laughs> sequels make money yeah, until so- they don't. Like yeah. Men in Black or Ghostbusters. Or a bunch of other movies. <laughs> Basically, you just, just look at our podcast episode list, and I feel like most of them <laughs> sequels and reboots that are not good. Yeah, <laughs> average to not good. That's the range they're in. Uh huh. And especially, I think my biggest concern coming into this movie was we just experienced a big letdown from something that was highly anticipated that was also an anime movie, Incredibles Two. Remember that? It was a letdown. Well, we still liked it. We liked it, but but I, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't love it. Think back to it now. Do you care about Incredibles two, especially compared to the first one? No, exactly. Like, it, that, and I think that's the true test. Like, the true test of a movie. And funny isn't enough, that when, was that was Pixar too. So yeah, <laughs> I was concerned. Yeah. <laughs> but the biggest test of a movie to me isn't when you review it or like think about it like a week or a day afterwards. It's like when you think back to it a couple months down the line, a year down the line. How much of it stuck with you? That's the true testament to how good of a movie it is to me. And I feel like something Incredibles two. Yeah, Incredibles two is serviceable. It was fine. But after Incredibles 1, fine's not good enough. It's got to be exemplary. It's got to be exceptional. It's got to be beyond the the average muck that we find ourselves in this Hollywood cesspool nowadays. Yeah, it can't be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, what? <laughs> yes, going Remember, back to your I, review. I, I, I was like, week, I said that. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch is what Michael calls yeah. things that are, are, are 
they're good in the palatable moment. Palatable for the moment, yeah. <laughs> But there's no nutritional value there. Yeah, there's no nutritional value. I, I'd say fast food, but sure, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean... So is Toy Story 4 the Cinnamon Toast Crunch of the Toy Story franchise? There's no nutritional value in fast food. They have they have lettuce. <laughs> lettuce? <laughs> and tomatoes. <laughs> My triple baconator, but don't worry. There's some lettuce in there. <laughs> yeah. It might be fried it might be fried and greasy, but it's uh, there's a there's a cucumber and a tomato in there it somewhere. It might have twelve hundred percent sodium. <laughs> but you know, there's some there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so is there some good stuff in Toy Story Four? Let's talk about it. How did you feel about Toy Story Four? Do you want to give your thoughts first or Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So uh Toy Story Four. You think about the Toy Story trilogy, which is not really a trilogy anymore, but when you think about, we already mentioned this, when you think about just the Toy Story franchise and the way Toy Story 3 ended, yeah, it was a perfect ending to a perfect franchise. Mm-hmm. And All the tears. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that thought Toy Story, the, the franchise, was, was, was bad. I don't yeah. know anybody that didn't like those movies. And, Especially if you grew up with them. And sure, you could say one, and I don't literally mean part one, but I'm saying like a movie, like one of the movies is better than the other. But even with that, because obviously when you're ranking a movie, some some a movie has to be at the bottom. Yeah. But even a movie, even one of the, like, I would probably say... <laughs> the worst, best movie. <laughs> yeah. The, let me see. The, what I think part one is the worst one. Or, Wait, are you, are you ranking the first three? Yeah. Or ranking all four? Ranking the first three. Oh. I, for me, it's two's the the bottom. I like three, one, two, one for nostalgia factor. I like three, two, one probably. But but the point that I was getting, I just went like like two is their favorite movie, which I well, it's not me, but I can respect that. But the point that I'm getting to, even though one is like the worst on the list, it's still fucking great. Yeah, one and, is super quotable still. Like, <laughs> It's still a perfect vision. It might be a, le- a lower perfect vision than like three, but it's still a fucking perfect vision. Mm-hmm. And so going with that, I'm just like, when, when it was announced that Toy Story 4 was gonna co- was coming out, I'm just like, how do you continue a franchise that ended perfectly? Yeah. Like there's no way you can... Any story is over. There's no way you can tell me a story that needs to be told, and there's no way you can surpass what you told me in part three mm-hmm. and so long partner <laughs> oh, tears. and so i'm going into this movie like oh boy here we go it's gonna be another another one of those it's gonna be another sequelitis yeah franchise and i would say with with a caveat because i know what your reaction is gonna be i would say that going into this movie i was like i was right that I do feel that this is a movie or uh, a continuation of a franchise that we didn't need. And I feel like Toy Story 3, even after seeing Toy Story 4, was still a perfect ending. And again, we didn't need Toy Story 4. But considering that we're in a world where Toy Story 4 does exist and we got Toy Story 4, I really like what they did with Hmm. Toy Story 4. Hmm. And... I disagree. What? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but I'm just being a dick. <laughs> but no, like, I really, I do it. No, I, I see what you're saying. I do enjoy what they what they gave us with Toy Story 4. Like, granted, like, with, with the Toy Story franchise, most of it was about the, granted, Woody and Buzz were the leads, but it was still about the other toys, including yeah. with that. But this story specifically, I would say, was a Woody and Buzz story. 
Or Woody and Bo story? Woody and Bo. I would even say it's more just Woody story. It's more Woody, but I think Bo is a big part of that, too. Yes. And what helps with Woody's mentality and stuff and where he ends up going as a character, Bo is a big part of that. Her and, and the villain of this movie are both reflections of Woody. But one, like, the, the, just different ideologies. Yes. It, both different ways he could go as a character, which I think, and this, this is why I think, I'm jumping to my thoughts, but this is why I think this so villain- Shut the fuck up. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I think this villain is the best villain of the entire Toy Story franchise. I mean, this villain is one of the better villains than any franchise. Like, even like you compare a Marvel villain to this, to this villain. Like, <laughs> this better, is the killmonger better, of yeah, Toy it's Story. A, it's a better than a lot of Marvel villains. <laughs> But that's true too. <laughs> Yellow jacket, the fuck? Yeah. And even Doomsday. <laughs> Granted it's DC, but still. I'm just I'm like, what? This is I'm, Marvel? Just, I'm just throwing out villains. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like uh I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, uh It's Woody's, it's Woody's story. story. Oh, okay, yeah. Woody's a big part of it. It's Woody's story. And I feel like even though this isn't my favorite of the Toy Story franchise, that still belongs to part three. I think this movie was funnier than all the Toy Story movies. Agreed. I feel like this movie went in a lot of darker places and had more adult. Yes. It had way more adult themes than all the Toy Story movies. For sure. Like, in some aspects, they had like horror elements. Awesome horror elements. Yeah, Hilarious some, horror, some awesome horror elements. Awesome. And granted, it's for kids, but they still had some horror. Like, I'll save that's spoilers. But yeah. So and, and then like, granted, and of course. This is this is obvious because technology evolves and stuff, but like it's also the best looking of the Toy Story movies. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, and that's just not not. If it wasn't, there'd be an issue. Cause I was gonna say, and not even just in terms of the technology, but but just like the, a level of attention to detail, like how all the toys move differently. Where even like yeah. the like you had like puppets, which uh, you saw in the trailer, mm-hmm. and just how they moved, like. Boy, like, this is not a visual right, podcast. I know, but they, they move. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But they if move they, like fucking necromorphs. And, uh, they they and, move like a thing with no real joints in their limbs would move. Like they're yeah. floppy, but they have a, a heavy center of gravity in their body, so like they kind of like flop around when they walk. Or even what I noticed right away was just the difference in texture between different like um, something as close as like Wo- yeah, like how Bo Peep looks compared to like Woody. How yeah, Bo she's Peep porcelain. Is a porcelain. Yeah. yeah, and Woody's plastic, but he's like a soft plastic, so you can see like the matte the matte plastic finish on his, yeah. on his face. Or even like... But but even like uh, Buzz is hard plastic and even that looks different from how Woody looks. Yeah. And I was gonna say, even going back to the, like the attention to the level of detail, like just moments where they're like walking through the world and you'll see like as they're walking, you'll see like dust like come up into the in, uh, from the ground. <laughs> now I was thinking about you talking about walking. My favorite walking scene in this movie that had me fucking dying in the theater and this is in the trailers but they, just, they show more of it. It's when Wa- Woody's walking with uh, Forky down the road, and it's like Woody's like bigger than Forky, and he's got actual legs. Yeah, like he Forky. has actual legs. For Forky, yeah, like little glued on sticks. Yeah, so, so like, but again, that's what I meant by <laughs> like, the way he's walking. He's like bouncing, like. <laughs> but that's what Can I mean by me? <laughs> that's what I mean by attention level of detail. How each character moves differently, like. Yeah. They could pull a South Park where you think about South Park and how they walk and they're all the same, mm-hmm. walking like jank jangedly, and it's like, yeah, you you I, I enjoy that level of detail with that. Um, uh, what was I? Gonna, yeah, uh, I just went blank for a second, but I <laughs> I enjoyed all that like the new character like more times than not when you especially when you focus on franchises that have established characters and established love and, and an established history. 
and then they go into new characters. Like even when you think about Arrow, you're like, I don't care about like Felicity's daughter. I want to see Arrow. I want to see Diggle. I want to see Diggle's son. Yeah. But then what? But I feel like with this movie, you don't have that problem. Like I loved all the new characters that I saw. Like Ducky, Forky, Bucky, yeah, Bucky, Bunny, Bunny and Bunny and Ducky. What's the what's Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Key and uh Jordan Peele? Like you can't have a movie with Key and Peele and it not be funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, but from the trailers, I was expecting them to be. Yeah, from the trailers, it was a little, but yeah, that was the trailers. You, I guess you had to they see toned it in the full down, context. They toned down the blackness, I would say. Because even in the trailers, <laughs> none of the stuff that they did in the trailers, because those were more like TV spots. That wasn't in the actual movie. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Like all that to infinity and beyond. You can't go beyond infinity. Like all of none of that was in the movie. That was more like ad lib. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they 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 took out some of the more urban-y dialect that they had in that those teasers as opposed yeah. to this. They still had banter, but it wasn't on that level of like, it didn't seem as like, hey, man, I'm the black guy. Hey, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, what's, what's Keanu, Keanu Reeves' character? Reeves's character Kaboom? Duke Kaboom. Duke yeah. Kaboom, that's it. I, I, I love I love I love Duke Kaboom. And again, speaking of <laughs> characters moving, like even the way uh, he even the way he moved. He's doing his poses. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, um the little cop that was on uh Bo's shoulder, uh Giggle Dimples something. Uh, I don't remember her name. But yeah. But like all the new characters, I enjoy and talking about the villain, like uh Gabby Gabby, she was she was great and and, and the thing that I also enjoyed they gave this. They gave her. She wasn't just a generic villain. Muhaha, mustache twirly. Granted, she doesn't have a mustache. She's a girl. Even though some girls have mustaches. No offense to you, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed the fact that they made her a sympathetic villain. They gave her a character. She had a purpose. She wasn't just there to be the antagonist, but she had a reason behind being the antagonist, yeah. and you sympathized with that character. And actually, you say the mustache twirling as a joke, but I feel like every other Toy Story villain was a mustache twirling villain. They had. The last two had reasons, but at the end of the day, they were still just evil. Like they were just bad, just bad toys. Yes. As opposed to her, she was sympathetic, and like you understood the reasons why she was committing evil acts. Yes. Yeah. But I can go. I can. I can go on. But I'm not gonna monopolize the whole conversation, even though I could. But (laughs) yeah, I, I would still say, like, granted. Nothing in this movie hit me as emotionally as Toy Story 3. Mm. And like I said, I feel like this is a, a continuation that we didn't necessarily need. But I would still say Toy Story 4 is a perfect vision. Okay. I'm just going to basically echo what you're saying. Um, but here's a, I, especially the last thing you said about there nothing... Nothing in this movie was as emotionally as impactful as especially forget even the yeah, end like, scene like Toy Story. I'm not yeah, not even just the ends, but I'm just like the, Toy the, Story three. I was in a fetal position just when they held hands going into the incinerator. That's still like burned in my mind as like a are they really gonna die? That was part two, right? That was three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, three had moments. <laughs> three was like oh fuck, it's over because that was another thing. It was the last we thought was the last movie, so. Even something as crazy as, are they going to kill all these toys? It's like, maybe it's the last movie. Who knows? <laughs> um, but even as dark as that moment was, you're right. This movie, I think, was more dark throughout, but in a more adult sense. Like, this, this movie could have been retitled Toy Story, instead of being Toy Story 4, Toy Story Woody's Existential Crisis. <laughs> and that's, we kind of like thought maybe that was what they were going to lean into when we saw some of the trailers. We were talking about things like, uh, you know, I was raised, I was born a toy. And, it's never been this hard. Like, 
they gave a little hints in the trailer like that. Yeah, this movie could have easily been called Woody Story instead of Toy Story. Yeah, that's yeah, Woody Story. <coughs> Sounds like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you say it's not necessary, and I understand where you're coming from. So I was being a dick when I just said I disagreed. But on some level, I also don't agree fully because I feel like this. Well, you're wrong. I, I didn't <laughs> say it again. <laughs> I, if you had ended in three and that was the end, that'd be fine. But if you would look at the grand scheme of these movies, yes, Toy Story three was the end of Andy's story, and we vicariously are supposed are supposed to be kind of represented by Andy. So when his story ends in three, it feels like a resolution for us. It feels like the theme of these movies has always been growing up. But then when you really think about it, this is a world where toys are living creatures. Like, they, they have some kind of sentience, just like us. And just like us, if... Like, how tragic of a story is it that these things basically live their lives in servitude for our enjoyment? They latch onto a kid and go, like, that's my kid. I'm going to do everything I can to make him happy. That's, that was Woody's entire reason for living. So at the end of three, yes, Andy grows up and he moves on. But then what does that leave Woody? Like, this movie kind of is necessary because at the end of the day, this was never really Andy's story. This entire franchise was never really Andy's story. Andy was just our window into this story, the toy story. Yeah. So whose story is it really? It's really Woody's story. So yes, three ended with Andy's conclusion, but we still needed a conclusion for Woody, and I feel like that's why it didn't hit us as emotionally. But you can still make it. But you can still say the uh, make the argument that it did end for Woody, and that yeah, Andy's not his toy anymore. But now he has he moved on to a new a new owner, and, and then what happens? But she but, grows up. But then, but then, but then you can just make that like toy. The, if that's the case, then this movie can just like franchise can continue for. Until the, the earth is wiped out and there are no more people. No, toy. no, no. I think even by the end of that movie, you can see the sadness in Woody's eyes about like having Andy grow up and move on. And the, the, the be, to be continued there is, yeah, he's with Bonnie now and she's a kid. And now we're back to Toy Story 1's status quo. But eventually, she's going to grow up too. And the same thing is going to happen. Are, do we know at the end of Toy Story 3 that Woody's just okay with always like having the person that he's attached to leave him in the end? I don't think so. It just feels like, all right, he's grown up, he's moved on, and this is what has to happen. But for Woody's happiness, as far as we know, he'll just continuously go through the cycle of like, wow, I'm. And what happens if what, what if Bonnie doesn't even get that far? What if she throws away her toys because she doesn't want toys anymore when she's like fucking twelve or something when she gets an iPad? Like you know what I mean? Like there's no real happy ending for these for toys. Like just in in real life, we put them away, we grow up. We put them in a, 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 a we, we, we lock them away. We put them in storage. Like there's no real ending for an inanimate object for us, but for them, that's their lives. So like, I think the idea of finding one's purpose is kind of required in a story like this. Otherwise, there's no real, there's no true happy ending for these characters. And I think it was also a stroke of brilliance to have Bo kind of be that guiding light for for Woody in this movie. When I didn't even really think about her not being in the third movie, but she wasn't. And then they explain. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. like until I saw in the trailer that Bo was like, "Oh, Bo was back." I was like, "Oh, wait, Bo wasn't in the third one. What the fuck is Bo?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you think about it, she wasn't Andy's toy, so it makes sense why she wasn't really in the third one. It was all about his toys getting thrown into the daycare and all that stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it's not even a retcon. It's almost like they planned this. 
And if that's the case, fucking bravo. If they plan that far ahead, they go like, no, we're going to bring Bo back to end Woody's story in the fourth movie. That's his girl. <laughs> um, so going into this movie, I, you know, I was carrying the baggage of like, there's no way they're going to be able to make a better ending than what, what I felt in Toy Story 3 because that was kind of like the resolution of me as a person of like, yeah, I've grown up too and I've grown up and I've moved beyond my toys just like Andy did and I, I understand. Have you though? Because I have been to your house. You got a lot of I toys. I got a lot of toys. <laughs> <laughs> lot of toys. <laughs> but I don't play with them, Michael, in public. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, ah. <laughs> They're in a different spot every time I come over. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad this movie exists because it, it's kind of those things where like I thought the story was over, but the writing in this was so well done and so logical and makes so much sense for the greater scheme, the greater concept of the entire franchise. That walking out of this movie, I'm going, yeah, this was kind of necessary. I needed this as a resolution for the toys because they they were characters too. Which is about Andy. It's about the toys. But you say that, but it wasn't. It was more a resolution for Woody because the, the toy. Oh, never mind. <laughs> look, at, look at you <laughs> kind of spoil already <laughs> and I'm sure the toys will go through but the, also the toys didn't have the same level of connection to Andy that Woody did he he was like the well, toy well Buzz did not Those really. were the top. Woody was the toy but Buzz was like the second the toy but he was never like Woody like he was there was a long time where he thought and he kind of still has like those qualities where he thought he was a real space ranger he didn't really consider himself a toy at first He's kind of got brain damage. Because <laughs> even this movie, like, there's a moment where it's, uh, like, he asks Woody, like, how do you know to do, to do the things that you do? And he's like, I listen to that inner voice. He's like, inner voice? And he looks at it with a string on his back, like, you mean that, like, that is your inner voice? So he starts pressing his chest button, and he uses the, the action phrases that his action figure, his, his body says, as, like, his conscious. So he thinks that when he's just like, he presses the button and he goes like, uh, space cadets we have to go on an adventure he's like oh that's what's telling me to do it's like no you idiot <laughs> so he never really had the same level of connection or like emotionality that Woody did I feel like they did this isn't a word but joke eyes uh, buzz in this movie I saw someone compare him to Scott Lang and it, I, w- I it would makes say sense. I would say he's more Hulk. Hulk Professor Hulk Professor Hulk yes I guess I was going to say Scott Lang. I, I agree with the Scott Lang thing just because it seemed like he was a comic relief. Like he was really only in it to be like a, like a ha-ha buzz. Well, I say more, I say more Professor, Hulk because, Professor Hulk because he wasn't originally the comic relief. He was like... Oh, the straight man. The straight man. Kinda. And not even just that, but he showed more leadership skills, I would say, in the other movies. But then in this one, it was like, not a goofball, but... He's a soldier, not a captain. <laughs> That's what he came off to me as. He came, he came off as... They played him up for more comedy in this one. Yeah. Than, he was t- than compared to when he was taken more seriously in the other ones. That's why I say Hulk. Because okay. Hulk was taken a little bit more seriously in like Avengers. But then you get to Endgame. It's like, mm. dap. Okay. Hulk dap. out. <laughs> dap. Yeah, I agree. okay, I agree with that. Um... But yeah, so I walked in the movie with my arms crossed, but like you said, it is definitely the funniest Toy Story movie. I was laughing throughout, and I did not expect to. And when Ducky and Bunny show up, I was dying. <laughs> I did not expect Key and Peele to be that funny in this movie, but like they, it, you know, it's kind of a trope to make the black guys the comic relief, but they fucking held their own. Like they, they made those characters so likable that I could see people, like kids wanting Ducky and Bunny um, action figures now, just like how when we were kids, we might or have wanted- Or plush dolls. Or plush dolls. 
like when we were kids, we wanted like the the T Rex and shit. I don't remember the name of that T Rexes anymore. Uh, T Rex. <laughs> Is his name T Rex? Rex. 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 Because like, those characters weren't even really in his movie. Like they were just like background. Um, but yeah, I'm just like everything you said. Like the humor was great. The visuals were amazing. The writing was so tight. Every and I love this in a movie where there's never any wasted space. Every conversation had meaning. Um, every character was a reflection of the theme of the movie. So Bo, as being a great example of that, her strong female empowerment in this movie, which is kind of out of nowhere, but at the same time, it there was never a moment where they pointed to her and went, look, a strong, powerful female character, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I never had to have a, I'm just a girl, or anything bullshit like that. Through her actions, it was proven why she was as capable as she was. She was by herself out in the world for however many years between Andy growing up, like between Toy Story 2, because that happened between 2 and 3, mm-hmm. and Toy Story 4. So like 10 plus years of her being out in the wild by herself. Yeah, she picked up some shit. And yeah, I don't know how she changed out her porcelain dress, but damn it, now she's got a cool, <laughs> she's got a cool pantsuit going on and it's fucking dope. <laughs> and there are moments where she takes leadership away from Woody like during the adventure, I'm not sitting there questioning it because no, she's way more capable than he is because he doesn't, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on in the outside world because he's never lived it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and her motivation makes sense and and why her being kind of the the uh, the the plot point of where Woody's evolution as the character should go versus the villains where it's kind of the opposite. I think that was interesting. I think the best villains are always a dark reflection of the hero. To the point where Woody completely sympathizes with the villain by the end, and the villain isn't even really a villain by the end. Is that a spoiler? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 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 Maybe. <laughs> but that being said, um, I'm right there with you though. I give this a perfect vision. Like. So this is the Buffy season six of the Toy Story franchise. No, it's not because I, I didn't like that season. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, you didn't watch that season. I watched part of it. No. <laughs> But I say that because am I I'm you in this aspect where I'm like, eh, we didn't really need it, but it came. Cause that's how you felt about Buffy season said. I'm like, no, if you watched it. Oh, so and, I'm I'm you in this yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's necessary. <laughs> you needed it. But yeah, oh, and that's another thing. I didn't I didn't cry though. No tears. I the closest I got to crying was when something happens to the villain. That I wasn't really exp- I, I, I totally saw it coming. No, I saw it yeah, I saw it coming. I saw it coming, but it was the reaction, but, but, but I was and the still conversation. Like, Damn, <laughs> yeah. it was the conversation between Woody and her. I was just like, oh, but I never really like it. Never hit Everything's that. Everything's not awesome. Yeah, no. it never hit an emotional low point. Even for me, is that low? I cried during that scene. <laughs> That's because I think about my own life. Like, oh, everything's not awesome sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about spoilers. Um, so we both gave a perfect vision. And where would you rank the fourth movie overall now? Your rank is a little different from mine too, though. I don't know. I, I, like you said, uh, it has to sit with me. Like, I just saw it yesterday, so... I want to say I enjoyed this movie overall more than I did 3. No, I like 3 more. I like the characters, the humor. It was more of a fun ride. But I feel like the poignancy of the end and some of the darker moments in 3 I like more. So I'm not sure what movie I like more over, like in, overall. But I feel like I enjoyed the ride more in 4. I don't know. I like three more. <laughs> like even Forky. Like Forky and me dying. Let's talk about let's talk about Forky and how he just wants to commit suicide the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, Trash? Trash. 
Yes. No, you're a toy. Trash. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- this movie also brings up the question of how does this world work? Because when before- you give something love, it becomes sentient life. <laughs> I mean, well, you could say that, but then at the same time, uh, you get to the when you get to the carnival. Did we say we're talking spoilers? Yeah, we're talking spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. But yeah, when you get to the carnival, you have toys that said they never had an owner, so they never had love, but yet they're sentient. So it makes me bring like what? maybe it's only toys. But how does that work though? Because Forky's technically not a toy. But then when you put your name on it and you make it like a toy, it's a toy. It's whatever the vague definition of a toy is. That's what I was gonna say. Like I if, guess, I, if I put googly eyes on your microwave and put some arms on it, it's a it's, toy. It's, it's, so it's gonna come alive. <laughs> yeah. Why am I alive? <laughs> but <laughs> microwave, <laughs> heat, yeah. cook, food. <laughs> but but again, it still brings that conversation of then what about the other like toys then because you say love gave forky life but these other characters don't have these other toys don't have love but they have life no so i'm saying i think maybe the reason is it's just the vague definition of a toy if you make something a if you believe something's a toy then it has life but no, that's what I'm saying. They nobody believed in these toys because. But they're toys by nature. Someone believed in the toy when I, they made I it. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they're they're just toys. Because <laughs> even when you disassemble a toy, technically it's not a toy anymore because you can't play with it, right? But it's still alive, so it's still a toy. Well, I guess in this world, dildos have sentient life too. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's a toy. <laughs> I'm like, why am I alive? <laughs> it's got like little wiggle arms. And I love that about Forky, how like he was making But instead of saying trash, he's going to say either vagina or <laughs> pussy, <laughs> anus. But like, it was like, um, he was arts and crafts. And yeah. like, just like how we said, like the, the, the attention to detail on how things walk was like, you know, with how they were as a toy. I like the fact that his little noodle arms and shit, like they would like totally like they would unloosen and fall off at points. Or like it looked like his the glue or gum or whatever that kept his feet on looked like it was coming apart every once in a while. Uh-huh. Or his eye would come off and you would see the circle where she glued it. Oh, yeah, 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 where it'd fall. Yeah, again, <laughs> attention to detail. Lazy eye. <laughs> but him as a character, again, at the end of the day, he was really just a plot device for kind of making Woody question what does it mean to be a toy? Yeah, like based on the purpose? trailers, you thought this movie was going to be all about Forky and it really wasn't. No. Though he was hilarious. Like he, was a, he was a funny like, yeah, side character. It, it, funny enough, it was voiced by the principal from Love, Simon. I don't know his name. Oh, really? Yeah. It all goes back to Love, Simon. Jordan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, him as a character, I just I enjoyed that he was really just a, a reflection of Woody. Like, all the important characters in the movie kind of were. Even um, Duke Kaboom and his love for Rashawn, yeah. <laughs> which is also hilarious. This is for you, you Rashawn. <laughs> or how everything is like, yes, you Canada. <laughs> yes, you Canada. <laughs> so I'm like, Canadians must be happy. Or I thought he's doing this. He's doing his poses. Let me do his poses. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the little tease I said earlier about... Oh, yeah, your love life? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm going to cry on this podcast. With Bo? <laughs> Existential crisis. <laughs> but no, talking about like... A lot of themes, <laughs> a lot of the themes of this movie was talking about how like, like a big part of this movie is about the idea of like rejection or like putting so much into somebody else, or all you want is somebody to take you home and play with you, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, and stroke you, all right. <laughs> but 
they don't they're not interested <laughs> and i'm just like yeah this movie is my love life i'm gonna cry wait so what's the analogy here woody and bonnie <laughs> like bonnie won't play with woody is that <laughs> that sounds wrong too <laughs> yeah <laughs> like again rejection bonnie bonnie rejects woody she won't play with him to the point that he got uh dust his first dust mites yeah uh Bo was rejected by uh andy's sister wait was she rejected by Andy's Andy sister yeah she didn't want her anymore she no, I like, thought she got dropped in the box by accident. No, she was like, uh, it was something like, "Do you need this anymore?" It's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I don't." Because she was a, a a nightlight, basically. Yeah, and she was, like, "I don't need this anymore." But I thought she got put in the box by accident. No, I don't think she did. Yeah, she did. It's because they, they they fell in there or something. That's why Woody was trying to save her. Like, now we can get you out of there. She was like, "Nah, sorry." Right. I thought no. I saw the mother put her in the box. Oh, it's because the guy was taking the nightlight? Yeah. Oh, I guess it makes sense. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. And uh, so, yeah, Bo, Bo got rejected. Um, Gabby Gabby was rejected. And then, again, going to, the, like, I've never done this, but just, I could still, I still could relate to that theme. But, like, wanting to, thinking that somebody that you see is like the perfect person for you mm. and wanting to change yourself. Harmony. Yeah. And wanting to change yourself to maybe, uh, become more attractive, more to attracted to that person only for that person to still reject you in the end. <laughs> yeah. Cause spoilers, Gabby, Gabby's whole reason for being in this whole movie is that she wanted Woody's voice box, which is horrifying. It's a horrifying. Yeah. Notion. I was going to say, going back to like, when I said this movie has horror elements in it, it's like, they almost like, talking about like organ transplantation like yeah it's like hostile yeah like they're gonna fucking uh, cut, him, cut him open and take his organ basically his voice box yeah and combine it with hers so then her voice box works yeah and then she's got those scary ass dummies that like run around grabbing <laughs> grabbing toys with the freaky movements they do like <laughs> they can't even talk like what no what are they because <laughs> they're dummies what what do dummies do you somebody talks for you oh yeah that makes sense what a terrible what a that doesn't even make sense, though. <laughs> that does make sense. All these toys can't talk. <laughs> I mean, technically, they can. Rex doesn't have a voice box. He can talk. The potato head doesn't have a voice box. He can talk. It can roar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then you get to the point where she's she's doing all of this because she just wants to be loved by this little girl named Harmony. And she thinks that once she has the voice box and she's a functional toy, she'll want her. And then cut to the end of the movie where she finally does get the voice box from Woody because it's basically a trait. Like, you give me Forky back, I'll give you the voice box. Yeah. And even that was sad. We were just like, just give, just leave the voice box. Or what does he say? So much at the end. He says something like, just in the defeated way, like, just give me Forky at the end. You know what I mean? When, he, when they do cut him up and shit. Yeah. I forgot what he says. But I'm also like, where did they learn uh, uh, surgery? surgery? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they do a really good sew job on his back. Yeah, they do. <laughs> doesn't even miss it. Um, but at the same time, like I wasn't even like, ah. Oh. On one level, it was fucked up. But on another level, I was like, I mean, he doesn't really need it. It's not like Bonnie plays with him anyway. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you think like, she's just evil. Like, she's just like, ah. Oh. I'm gonna get this voice box and then I'm like, no, all I wanted to be was love. So when she once she gets the voice box, she's super nice. She's just like, oh, thank you so much, Woody. I'm gonna like I'm gonna love almost you. Almost kind of like uh Lego movie. Was it Lego movie? Yeah. When? Uh uh the T Tiffany Haddish's character. 
Oh, you, she said, I'm really not a villain. Whatever yeah. that song is. I'm not evil. <laughs> That's so not me. Yeah, she wasn't evil at all. But then when the Harmony like sees her and she does the thing where she pulls the string and she's like, I'm Gabby Gabby. I want to be your friend. She's like, you want to keep that doll? She's like, nah. nah. <laughs> he just like, tosses it in the box. And then it's because Forky and uh, Woody are watching. And the whole time, Woody's been trying to convince Forky, like, no, we got to get back to Bonnie because Bonnie loves you. And when Bonnie sees you, it's going to make her so happy. And when Forky's like, oh, man. Uh, Gabby, Gabby finally got her little girl. Woody, look, it's a toy like you told me. And then it's like, nah, I don't want that. Forky's like, what? And then like the <laughs> slow motion drop that you see. You, and granted, Gabby was still frozen, but you could see like in her face, in like, her face, the <laughs> devastation. This bitch, I can't believe it. I'm like, again, this is my, this is my life. <laughs> what made me almost cry was that moment when Woody goes to her and is like, come with us. Like we can, we'll get you another little girl. Like you'll, we'll, we'll let you be with Bonnie, like my, my little girl. And she's like, no, go away. Like, I'm not wanted. Harmony was it for me. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Poor Gabby Gabby. Yeah. I even felt for her when she did find that other little girl, little brown girl, little Indian or Spanish girl she finds that uh-huh. was lost. Yeah. And, I, and that was way better because then it's like you can see the bond being formed because, you know, she was lost. The toy was lost. That's what made her want to keep it. So I'm sure she went off to be and her And also, toy. again, the whole premise of toys being there to help kids Bonnie, uh, Gabby Gabby's appearance kind of gave the little girl strength. To ask to, for help. Yeah, to ask for help. Yeah, like, we're lost. Like, can you help us? We're lost. She wouldn't ask for help, but it was just her being yeah. lost. It was sweet. It was a sweet moment. What wasn't sweet was the, the, the realization that these toys get at so any I guess, moment. So I guess maybe uh, all I need is to find a toy, and I'll find a lover. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, no, a toy has to find you. <laughs> yeah, a toy has to find me. <laughs> then you'll find a lover. I have plenty of toys in my room. <laughs> well... Obviously, they ain't doing no work for you. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe I need to find a magic dildo. <laughs> so that was sweet, but what was fucking more terrifying, more terrifying notions of this movie, but also hilarious, when Ducky and Bunny like give their, their plan to get the key from the old woman. And the, yeah, to the, attack, attack the woman. Or even the guy that works the, um, the, uh, the gift shop the, thing. Yeah, the carnival. Yeah, the carnival shop thing. The carnival game. Like the, when they just latch out his face like aliens and just like leap at him. Yeah. <laughs> and then what killed me was in, the, in those like they, they're telling like a bunch of different scenarios. And then the last scenario for the old woman was they let her go all the way home. She's taking like a, a bubble bath and she's eating shit. And then she goes to sleep and they slowly they, raise yeah. over her bed. And they scare her. <laughs> no, they were to kill her. Uh, my my assumption was they were gonna fucking smother her to death. Uh, I, I didn't get that. Oh, you didn't get that? No, I thought no. they were just going to scare the shit out of her. No, they were definitely murderers. Because I'm like... at the end, when they show the, the post credit scene. Yeah, but they didn't show him murder. They, they just showed like... They were shooting death rays from their yeah, eyes. Yeah, but they didn't actually hit him. <laughs> he was trying to kill him. They were like scaring him. Like, if anything, the, the, the real murderous of the toys was the fucking unicorn. Like, what's going on with unicorns in, in these... Fran- oh, yes. In these franchises. Like, you got the unicorn in Deadpool... With him jerking off with the unicorn, yeah. and now you got this Seth Rogen unicorn who wants to have the dad arrested. Oh, that was Seth, that's Seth Rogen. It sounds like Seth Rogen. Oh, but he wants to have. The well, dad yeah, he arrested. wants to have the dad arrested for some reason. It's like he's like he has like a fetish for it. But like by the end of that scene. 
because the whole thing is they're trying to get back to the carnival. So like the, the toys assume direct control by basically forcing the dad to like push the pedal down. At first they're trying like to fake a GPS and like turn right. Like that's not right. It can't be the right. Turn. And this also goes turn right. Like ah! <laughs> and this also goes to show more than any of the other movies how sent like they're actually they're like actually alive. alive. Because before you kind of be like, maybe it's the imagination, yeah. maybe it's not real, but like, no, yeah, they're no, real. Yeah, no, they're real. They affect things. <laughs> but I'm like, the guy would have been arrested. The fact that he wasn't, I'm like, it's because you're not black. If you were black, like, there's, I mean, they were kind of brownish. But they had like they three like to light, four light brown. They had three to four fucking squad cars behind them for assumedly miles. It's Disney. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way he would he would have had his head like pushed up against the roof of the car. <laughs> Arms like arms behind his back. He'd been arrested so fast. Yeah, it's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> or but, he'd have been shot. But <laughs> but yeah, the end of the movie is basically Woody decides to live his life as a lost toy, but not really lost. Uh, with Bo. Yes. We said that was sweet. It makes sense for his arc. And they're gonna have kids. Well, Kenny though they have no. That's my, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> I'm like the whole time it's clear that Bo's getting. I want to fuck you eyes and all this shit. But I'm like, but they can't fuck. They well, have, he has a tongue. They're not, but they're not anatomically correct. I mean, uh, they're like kin dolls down there. I, I was gonna say uh, Grey Worm can't fuck either, but she was still satisfied. <laughs> they sizzler or something. <laughs> I'm like, can toys fuck? I mean, she could take off her. She could take off her clothes, and she's porcelain. So that's that. What's <laughs> under there? <laughs> How did she take off her porcelain dress? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I just thought the theme of the movie was was good. Like it, it was, it was, it, it wasn't as emotional as in the three, but it was still a very satisfying ending. Yeah, and I'm almost hesitant to be like, now they can't do anymore. I feel like that, that that's this is the end. Well, no, the, I believe I heard talk of that they are doing a Toy Story five. What? What's the premise? I don't know. Just without Woody, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? It might be without Woody, or they have might have Woody in it, and it might just be about. Woody, it might not be about, like, you might not see Bonnie's toys. You might just follow Woody. Just follow Woody's toys? Yeah. That's weird. I feel like thematically, there's nowhere else for the story to go. But I said the same thing about three, so I have no idea now. I mean, if it, I would say that you could, there is, there is somewhere for you to go with this one. Like, what, Buzz? No, or, well, or, I would um, say it follows Woody. Granted, I don't know what the, the story, like I don't know what, I don't done. know what the, I don't know what the story would be for this, but if it ends in the way where Woody's a lost toy, but he gets found by like Andy's son. And so ultimately that defeats the entire purpose of this movie. The whole purpose is you don't have to have another person like an Andy to, to give your life purpose. You can have purpose by yourself. Yeah. But ultimately he's still about trying to give, he's ultimately still about finding an owner or kind of sort of, no, or finding other toys an owner. Yeah, okay. Other toys, yes. But not him. The whole purpose of this movie is that he realized that he didn't have Well, to have what that. if he what if it gets to the point that all the toys in the carnival get their owners now? And then there's no more toys in that carnival. Well then he just lives his life no, having a good time with Bonnie. He and goes to Andy's son. No! <laughs> That's a complete reversal of his theme. <laughs> That's the thing, it's gotta be thematically in line with the rest of the movie. Well, so. Andy said in part three. Bonnie, take care of these toys. I'm gonna, I'm going away for a while, but I'm coming back. So he ends at part five. The only way it, can, it makes sense is part five is a flash forward to the future, and Andy's like on his deathbed. He's like, I would love to see Woody one more time. And then he yeah, gets his son, and then he reveals him. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Andy's son is locked in an insane asylum for the rest of his life. <laughs> Darkest ending. Child's play. And then I was just about to say it. It becomes like child's play. <laughs> I didn't say this with Andy, but kill him. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I hate your he story. Ab- he abandoned me. Kill him. Oh, I hate your version so much. <laughs> oh, even, um, was the, the so, voice actress for Jesse different? Because she did not sound the same. That, I don't know. Did she sound weird to you? Jesse? She didn't even have many lines. But whenever she would talk, I was like, is that Jesse's voice? I mean, I could find out right now. I don't want to look that up. Did she not strike you as weird at all when she spoke? Not really. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you are crazy. <laughs> but even, like, even that. Like, you didn't need two freaking sheriffs in that, that, uh, in that home. You know what I mean? I so mean, but Jesse was always like a deputy sheriff. Yeah. But I even like the fact that, like, when this movie started, did you expect even Bonnie not to want to play with Woody anymore? I didn't even see that coming. No, it is the same. Uh... It is the same? Maybe she just got older. Yeah, it's the same voice. That's so weird. I guess I don't remember Bonnie, I mean, Jesse's voice as well. Or maybe it just changed a little because she got older. I think the only one that's different is uh, Bonnie's voice is different from Toy Story 3 than it is from 4. Oh, really? Different actor. Didn't even notice Because, I mean, it was a little girl. This movie's like nine years later or whatever. Oh, I guess it's a good point. <laughs> it's like Incredibles. Like, you can't... Obviously, they're not kids anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when Woody gave Jesse the, the sheriff's badge, like how Bonnie gave her the badge early in the movie, I like that. That was like some nice storytelling symmetry there. And it was like really... Because at first, when you get the, 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 the sheriff's badge removed from him, it felt like he was losing something. But then for him to willingly give it up at the end... That felt like a real growth moment for the character. And also, again, female empowerment, subtly done. Didn't even have to like say it. Like, oh, you're a girl, and now you're in charge. It's like, no, it makes sense. Bonnie's, Bonnie's a little girl. Of course you want to play with a little girl, cowgirl, rather than a cowboy. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's insane to me that a kid's movie can be more subtle with its themes than something... Live action. And yeah, this movie, this, I feel like this movie had a lot of th- like rejection, abandonment, loss, loneliness, finding a, finding a new path. What's your purpose? Yeah. The purpose is the biggest one. The existential crisis of it all. All my love life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. And on that note, I guess we should just move on. Why don't you love me, Jordan? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, what? let's play Striking Vipers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about Child's Play at all? I mean, you can't. You suck. I can give my thoughts real quick about it. I mean, I may see it tomorrow. Okay, well, Granted, it it's not going to do it yet. That no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, but... All right, well, I'm going to talk about Child's Play for a good five minutes. Child's Play! Hi, are you my best buddy? Best buddy? Best buddy? I think Chucky did something. Andy, if you know something... You better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Chucky is a toy. Chucky, did you do this? He's trying to kill us! (laughs) See how much fun we have? It's the reboot. And it's because I just wanted to give my thoughts on it. In every picture I see of Chucky, he looks fucking terrible. He looks terrible. Like he went, like he had a, um, Again, talk about existential crises. He had a a, mid- a midlife crisis and decided to go get like fucking Botox and and a facelift and a no like he looks terrible. 
I don't know if the reason is purposeful to make him more ugly, because he's straight up fugly when you see him in the movie. But he also, unlike Chucky in the original, the original Chucky was just a doll, like a straight up just a normal doll. You pull a cord like like Woody, and he just has like a catchphrase or whatever. But he wasn't like an AI in this movie. He's like a walking, talking robot. So like the the weird face, and also they establish that he's like a version one of a more high tech version that's coming out soon. So like maybe the point is that he's a old model and to get those animatronics in his face and mouth to make him move and talk cuz he talks like he just straight up talks. That that's the, the you know like a Chuck E Cheese doll or a Chuck E Cheese animatronic where the mm-hmm. mouth and face looks weird cuz like it it moves weird when it speaks. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. So like that weird ugly face is almost I could see it being like a like a thin veneer beneath like all these robotic animatronics that make it move. And then the next version, I guess it's supposed to be more cute, but it's really not. Like, when you, when you see the second version of it, it's like, it's still ugly. <laughs> it's just blonde now. <laughs> but I feel like I was way more excited about this movie than you were. Because I I saw the potential of this being, like, potentially like an Ultron type of thing. No. Where if he's, like, AI. Terrible. He could, like, you know, infect the internet and, like, spread the Chucky seed as opposed to the original one, which was just like a, a dude, a serial killer that put his soul into a doll. Yes. So no magic. The best, the best of the movies. Bro. I, and like how we said it would. Do you want spoilers? Isn't that a spoiler if I say how it ends? I don't fucking care. Well, uh-huh. you don't care. But maybe the listeners do. <laughs> Fuck the listeners. Oh, wow. <laughs> you already just said we, we're plateauing. Right. Just, just real quick, I'm just going to give like my two cents on... Uh, some of the better qualities of this movie. Um, the the actor who plays Andy, he's a phenomenal child actor. Like, to the point where when he was getting emotional about some of the things Chucky was doing, even though I didn't agree with some of his choices about why he... He covered up a few of the things Chucky did or just didn't tell people about the, some of the more violent things he did. But I'm like, bro, what a white boy move that is. Just tell people. I would immediately tell somebody if my little AI robot was like... Like, took a knife out and started doing a stabbing motion with it. Like, nah, son, that ain't cool. Hey, hey, 911, uh, <laughs> please take this thing away from me. But he was like, nah, let's not tell anybody. But, like, when he gets freaked out by Chucky, I believed it. Is there a reason? What's the reason that Chucky... Also, uh, spoilers. I can tell you the reason, Is but... Is it a glitch? Look, I'll say this. Since, I'm a, I'm a, since there's no magic? I'm going to give spoilers and give those plot details, but I thought about you instantly. And I was like, oh, Michael would hate this. <laughs> Michael would totally hate it. And I hated it. In fact, stuff like that, how he became the evil Chucky that's Chucky in this movie, and how it ends, heard it's raining a lot. Things like um, the buildup, the uh, the pacing, the characters. I, I like the characters. I like Andy. I like all the characters we got introduced to that ended up being killed. Um, uh, it felt very... It or very Stranger Things in some places, but I also felt like things were done by committee, like the stuff with like um, uh, the Stranger Things vibe where they have like other little kids in it other than Andy. Mm-hmm. It feels so tacked on by the end. Like you could see an avenue where maybe it could like kind of seamlessly be integrated into the story, but it almost felt like. They had those characters established, and then somebody was like, we should make them like a team. So it's like Stranger Things. 
but nothing comes of it. It's like they have like the yeah, we're a group of kids and we're gonna fight evil now moment, but then ultimately by the third act, they don't they're not involved at all. It ends up just being Andy versus Chucky. So it was like, what was the point of building up like this this like this squad of friends when ultimately they have no real bearing on it? But then at the end, it's not really a spoiler. Chucky dies. So spoilers. Oh my god, Chucky loses yeah, until part two comes out. If there's gonna be a part exactly, two. exactly. You know how the horror movies work. <laughs> at the end, they all take a bat to Chucky, like as a group, as if they all had a hand in beating him. But it's like you guys weren't even around. Like what? This is it, again. It felt like they had the third act it's, already done. That's how it dies. A bat. Well, no. It's like they, it was already beaten. But then, like to make sure it's dead this time, they all take a bat to it together as a, as a group. But it's AI. It's. And again, according to the movie, it can control like all the systems in whatever that Kaznak or whatever the fuck it's called. Did you hear what I just said? I felt like that was te- like stapled on. <laughs> I felt like it was like, no, we got to have the, the, the multiple kids element. It's really, Stranger Things is so big right now. <laughs> That's the only reason I could see it being a I'm thing. Like, isn't that how it ended? <laughs> Same thing. Like It, Stranger Things, like the, the, the kids in a horror movie scenario is hot right now. So I felt like that was just like some... Some executive was like, we got to have that in this movie, even though it has no real bearing on the plot overall. Um, but the characters, the the humor, surprisingly, was good. Uh, there's a few, eh, not even a few. There's really one really good kill. The rest are pretty serviceable. But I would have given this a more than passable, if not for uh, some of the, the bigger issues, which is the, the origin of how Chucky was made, and then how they... Not only the feet Chucky at the end, but where the story doesn't go, where it totally should have gone by the third act. And it's almost like maybe you're holding that back for a sequel, but nah, man, fuck that. Lay it all in the line right here. Like, if you want people to be excited for the next movie, you should have just fucking, like, play that card here, and then maybe amped it up even more in the sequel if you're going to go that route. But yeah, of course, by the end of this movie, they set up a sequel. Duh. <laughs> they got to set up a franchise, Michael. Got to make that money. <laughs> got to get that bread. But it was surprisingly good. I, I expected it to be a lot worse than it was. And Mark Hamill's voice acting. <sighs> when he's cute. I was going to say, I don't know what that pause is. <laughs> when he's cute, it works. And then when it gets to the parts where he's evil, it's weird. They make you almost Sounds feel like the Joker? Not really. I, I really heard more of the original Child's Play voice actor in it. Like, he, they were trying to channel that, but because Chucky's not evil, like, he's just a robot. And honestly, in this movie, like, that's why I wish we had seen it with Toy Story this week, because thematically, it's pretty similar. At the end of the day, this Chucky just wants to be loved. Like, there's no, like, evil, sinister intent from the onset, like how the Chucky in the original was, because he was a serial killer. In this, the Chucky doll learns, because he's AI, so he learns how to be evil, and he's not, even when he's evil, it's still from a place of like, he, he could be Gabby Gabby. He could just be like, but no, I just, I'm only doing this because I want to be your friend. So it's like, it's weird. There's a part where, there's a point where you almost feel bad for Chucky. Like you feel sympathy towards him. Even though he's not real and he's not actually alive. It's, it's really confusing. But that could have been a good thing. Because then when you're conflicted at the end... You could have actually felt something for the resolution, but they didn't really do enough with it by the end. It's like they set it up, but didn't pay it off enough by the end. So yeah, it would have been more than passable, but I'm going to give this a high passable um, just because of some of the more annoying issues with it. More frustrating, really. Because again, I could see a much better movie 
in what they gave us. They just didn't play enough with the elements they kind of laid out. And if you want spoilers, I can tell you right now how he became Chucky. And then at the end, uh, what happens? Yes. You do. Okay. All right. Well, spoilers if you haven't seen Chucky yet. Um, it's so fucking stupid. How he becomes Chucky, I was just like, really? This is... Bro, any, any of these dolls could be Chucky. All that happens is, like... And they kind of fake you out. Like in the very first, like in the very first scene, they show like the, the 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 factory that makes Chucky, and there's like a lightning storm. What do you think happens? It gets struck by lightning, and it like gets glitched or something like that. That's what you would think would happen, and then it'd be like, okay, that's why this Chucky's unique. That's not what happens. They have a lightning storm and all this sinister like vibe going into the scene, but then they show it's like it's like a sweat house or a sweat factory. So it's like a Vietnamese guy. Um, basically being chewed out by his boss and the boss is like you're a piece of shit I'm gonna fire you because you're always spaced out and you're not doing your work so as soon as you finish that doll get out of here you're fired so the guy in like a, to be like an asshole <laughs> starts deleting all of the safety precautions that are built into the Chucky so like there's like a violence inhibitor he turns it off what? yes look why does the doll have violent, a violence mode anyway? look the only excuse I could come up with is maybe because it's AI, and the whole thing with this Chucky is it learns. So like you have maybe the idea is you have to have inhibitors on it, so it can't because it's his his Chucky's different out of the box. It's already def- it's defective. So it curses. It it does it emulates violent things where it's not supposed to. So the idea is like if you wanted to, you're you're giving people like literally boxes of robotic AIs. So you could teach any Chucky to be a murderer if you wanted to be. But the, I guess the point is, if you have those inhibitors in place, you can be like, Chucky, kill person. Chucky's like, I don't understand. Like, like Siri, kind of. That's the only way it makes sense. Because it's an AI, it has the capability of learning bad things, but these, these like, checks and balances make it so it can't. So he turns all those off, and then he just kills himself. And then he's playing this, like, child's play, la, 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 music as it's being shipped out. But I'm like, there's no la, la, sinister happening here it's just a guy who turned off some buttons <laughs> like there's no like there's no demon there's no possession there's no like it becoming evil because of freak circumstance it's just it turned off it's it's safety protocols that's all that's stupid it's it is stupid <laughs> like that, that and that happens in the very beginning so the, i was like oh no this is gonna be a terrible movie <laughs> it's gonna be so stupid but then it gets better and they start showing you like andy's interactions with the doll and his mom's a fucking She's always sending him out because she's like a young mother, so she's trying to get fucked. <laughs> and so she sends him out so to play with kids in the neighborhood. But she doesn't really care about that. She just wants him not in the house. And he's lonely, so you kind of feel bad for him. Then she gets him this doll, and he doesn't even want the doll at first. But then over time, by just interacting with the doll, and at first finding out the doll can like curse and shit, he thinks it's cool. So they become friends. And there's legitimately moments that are kind of like, aw, that's kind of sweet. Like, yeah, he has, like, drawings. He's like, no one cares about these. And Chucky's like, I care. I like your drawings, Andy. And it's like, aww. So, like, you start to actually care about Chucky. And he starts emulating things that he thinks makes people happy. So, the reason why he becomes, like, a killer is because he's... At first, it's because um, him and his friends are watching, like, a horror movie. And they're laughing at it. It's the most gruesome horror movie ever. But they're like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, it's hilarious. That would never happen in real life. Ha, 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 ha. I'm like... Nobody watches a horror movie like that. <laughs> but Chucky sees them. Chucky's like, can we play now? And he's like, nah, I'm not going to play with you right now. I'm busy. 
So then he sees them having fun by watching horror. So he's like, oh, okay. So that makes them happy. So then he starts, he like grabs like a knife and is like, ah, I'm going to get you, bitch. Ha, ha, ha. Like he, he does those like Chucky mannerisms because he sees them in movies and he tries to emulate it. But then right there, when your doll starts laughing maniacally and starts coming up to a knife, fuck that shit. <laughs> get rid of it immediately. But he's like, oh, no, let's not tell anybody. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal, blah, 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 blah. But then, then Chuck starts doing like fucked up shit. And then at first he tries to keep it undercover, but then he does something really fucked up. And he's like, all right, we got to get rid of this doll. And then when he gets rid, when he, when he like betrays Chucky, that's when Chucky's like, nah, fuck this. And there's even some cool things like, I know you don't like the concept of it being like AI, but the, when it can start interacting with other technology, that's when it gets really cool because it does things to fuck with Andy that makes, remember how in the original they thought he was crazy because like, no, the doll's talking. But now it's Chucky and it's an AI doll. So everyone knows. Everyone knows Chucky can talk. So you can't have the same like, oh, Chucky's talking. And like, yeah, we all know. We all have Chucky's and they all talk. <laughs> but um, uh, in this movie, the the instigating factor for him, like people thinking he's crazy is Chucky starts fucking with him. And like there's the things that he tried to like um, put under the rug, like keep undercover. Chucky starts like broadcasting. Like he'll put it on the TV and then, like, he's like, stop it, Chucky, stop it, I don't want people to know this shit. And he like, tries, tries to break the TV, and then his mom walk in and be like, what's going on here? And he's like, no, it's not me, it's Chucky. And it's like, nah, you're crazy, dude. <laughs> so, like, the way they play with those elements, like, it's, it's cool. And there are moments where it's like, oh, this is this might be a really cool movie at the end if they, if they go all the way with this. But at the end, spoilers, they don't. Like, they, the most Chucky does is controls other dolls in the Toy Story, he's when you found say it. all the way, what do you mean? Like, how would you want it to go all the way? I, like I said, I wanted it to be Ultron. Like, I wanted it to be like we think we killed Chucky, and then it's like, I'm Skynet. I am everywhere. But that never really happens. Even in the final battle, like it, it starts as a set piece where Chucky like takes control of the Toy Store and it starts like creating like this chaos where like everyone in Toy Store is getting fucked up. It's it's like a it's like the opening day for the new release of the Chucky dolls, and they all go in there, like as you know. You know, you know, um, parents and kids trying to get the latest toy or whatever. So it's like a massacre. It's like everyone in the toy store gets like fucking killed. But the final battle just ends up being the original Chucky doll versus Andy. But I'm like, you just showed how you can control everything. Like, why, why, why is this a one-on-one fight now? You would think he would use the other dolls as like as helpers or something. And that's another thing. It's not that he could control everything, like the internet or something. He can only control other Caslin products. But in this world, yeah, I was gonna say, but they make it seem like in this world the Caslin products are everywhere. It's like, like it's in your house. It's yeah, in- it's like Sony or Toshiba or or something like that. But it's there was never a moment where it was like I could connect to the internet. It was never like that. It was like I can connect to the devices. Mm, so like it didn't it didn't go far enough. And the way it ends is kind of like eh, it's kind of weak. It could have ended so much stronger. And yet it ends with like the dun 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 or is it kind of ending, but. It's nothing to write home about. It's nothing like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. It's just like, oh, all right, cool. So I don't even know how they're going to do sequels. Easy. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. They turn off the uh, protocols of another doll. <laughs> like, that's so whack to me. It's just like, you just turn, switch, like, press some switches, and now he's evil. Yeah. But he's not really evil. So at the end, like, when he's, like, being sadistic, it doesn't. 
it doesn't feel as threatening as the original Chucky. Trying did. to make a sympathetic villain like Gabby Gabby. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Yeah. I also thought was funny, and I'll just wrap it up with this. Um, the way he gets the name Chucky in this, because they're called buddy dolls. Um, he has the like, but he's like defective and broken. So like at first he's like kind of static. He doesn't hear everything that Andy says. But he's like, "What's my name?" And he's like, "Han Solo." And I was like, "Is that like a Star Wars reference?" Because it's it's you know it's Luke Skywalker as the voice. And he's like, "Did you say Chucky?" He's like, "What? No, not at all. It's not even close to what I said." <laughs> okay, I'm Chucky. I like that. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's weird, but it's a funny movie. It's a, it's surprisingly more funny than I thought it'd be. So it's not even like it's it's a fun movie to watch. I enjoyed it, but it could have been so much better than it was. Wasted potential, basically. Like my love life. Okay, wow, <laughs> dark. <laughs> well, let's get into some anime of the week. Hopefully, this is not wasted potential because Attack on Titan has been getting great. Let's talk about Attack on Titan. <laughs> So it was titled The Attack Titan. When's this season gonna end? That's keep... I was like, it's next episode. I was like, oh, like, really? Yeah, it was still going. <laughs> it could have ended it here. I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. But uh, how'd you enjoy this episode? Because now we got the origins of, like, the full origins of Aaron's past and raises a couple of really confusing questions. That I was like, what yeah, is that? It's mean? raising a lot of questions, but it's still also answering a, co- a lot more questions. And then on top of that, it makes me wonder because the owl's name is Aaron. So I'm like, so does that mean that Grisha named his son after that guy? It has to be. Of course, definitely. That's why. That's why. Yeah. That's why I put that together immediately. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? But yeah. Yeah. As soon as I said, as soon as he was like, my name is Aaron something, I was like, oh, so he had to have named his son after him. We also learned the rules of how the Titan shifting power works. Apparently, you have a 13-year You only have limit. 13. Once you become a Titan, you, you can only live for 13 years. Which explains why they kept passing the founding Titan to new people, 
despite because I would be like, why wouldn't you pass it when you're almost like dead, like when you're old and like you know on the 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 cusp of death? Then you have a titan eat you and pass it down. Not when you're like twenty or something. That seems so weird to me. Which I mean, that's what that's that is what they're doing when they're on the cusp of death. Yeah, yeah. But now we understand why. Yeah. And then the revelation that that means Aaron has like what eight, eight years. Yeah. Live? Aaron only has eight years left, and Mikasa is like she don't like that. She's like it's not true. And she lost weight for because of that, right? That's what the the implication is. Couldn't get out of jail. I'm, a, I'm She's a, like you lost weight. Like what's up? We're we're eating fine. Maybe, but I think she's just depressed. I was gonna say, but didn't she? Uh, she just found that out. But we don't know how long they were in that prison, though. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. They seem like they were. Also, I was like watching. I was like, wait, why are they in prison again? I don't remember. Because they defied orders. What orders? Well, they remember they. It was because um, the rest of them aren't in prison. But they were the ones that fought back against. Uh, wow, I'm blanking on everything today. Levi, when they were going to choose who got the the colossal titan, they attacked their superiors. I was going to say, well, Levi ultimately agreed with that, though. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> you still attacked your superiors. Like, <laughs> what if he didn't? <laughs> like, what if he didn't agree? <laughs> then, then that would make then that would make sense for them to be in jail. But yeah, but I guess it's just a slap. It was just a slap on the wrist, though. They even say they say as much in this episode. It's like, yeah, yeah we can't keep you in there. It's not a good look anyway. <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, I enjoy getting more of the backstory. And then on top of that, like the way they open was like, it's like uh, you finally got more or less confirmation for Armin in terms of what has he been talking about constantly since episode one is the sea. Mm. And even how it opened, it was like, as I stared out into the sea, oh, let me explain what, is, what the sea is. Yeah. Body of ocean, about water, 70% of the world. But then also I was just like, well, if nobody knows what the sea is, how does Armin even? How did Armin even know it existed? Didn't you read it in a book or something? I thought you read it in a book. I don't remember. I think so. I think you read it in a book. But the, uh, I feel like last week we didn't understand a lot of shit, just from listening to our episode last week again. Like, did we, I don't? I don't even think we understood that all the Titan Shifters are definitely Marleans. The name itself is so weird to me. I always think of Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is Bob Marley evil? <laughs> but yeah, the. All the Titan shifters are on the government, the Marlene government side. They're all, but they're also all traitors because they're all Eldians. That's why. Well, uh, you mean like the Beast Titan and the uh, Beast Colossal Armored Female? Those were the seven Titans that the Marlene government controlled. And the reason why Zeke told Aaron that he was brainwashed was because he felt like uh, his father was lying to him way back when. That's why he. That's why he betrayed his father. He was like, yeah. "Nah, you lying. You brainwashed, Dad." <laughs> But also, remember, we thought, well, maybe he regretted it as he got older. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think he just, he's so brainwashed that he thinks because Aaron knows shit, like, and is on the side of the Titans, or the side of the Eldians, he thinks that he's brainwashed too. So he might try and save Aaron, but that, not, but that might not mean that he actually cares about him. Yeah. Or, I mean, or it could just be a sense where the Eldians are just fighting each other, and we haven't even gotten to the the Marley the Marleyans or Marley whatever the fuck they're called. We haven't even gotten to that part yet because they kind of teased at the end of this episode. It's like we've been focused on this one part of the war, but truth of the matter is we have a real enemy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the the the, the Titan shifters are all like from the Marleyan government. Like they're sent there to destroy the Titans that are there or destroy the the people that are there. Are you sure? Yeah. That's why they're there. That's why they hate them so much. 
They, they, they're basically drinking the Kool-Aid. The I was going to say, because I thought, I thought they hated them because they were all brainwashed into... They might be. Like, we don't know, like, if... But they had to assume they all Because it. it also did say that the king <coughs> took away everybody's memory. So maybe they don't even know about, like, the Marley, whatever. They don't know about the other continent. Wait, who? Who are you talking about? Remember they said... The Titan Shifters? Remember, well, just everybody. Remember they said the king took away everybody's memories. Yeah, yeah, the people within the walls. That you don't know anything beyond the... You don't know anything beyond the wall. And it's like, from what we know, the whole Titan... Every, everywhere that they... that Not just the Titans, but that the Eldians, the people that we've seen on Titan, they're on that one particular island. And that's closed off yeah. from the wall. But the king and all of them, they're on the continent next to the island. Like, the island is like New York City, but the continent is like New York. Wait, what are you talking about? The, the king? The king is the one within the walls. Or was. He's dead now, but... The original king... Everybody that we've seen so far in Attack on Titan... I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, you're confusing me. <laughs> Everyone that we've seen on Attack on Titan are Eldians. The, the, all the Titan shifters, Annie, Bertolt, Reiner, Zeke, they're not even from that continent or that island. They're all from the Marleyan continent. And they're all sent over to destroy the Eldians that are here. That's their whole reason for existing. They're, those were the seven that were taken and, and whatever sway to the Marleyan government lie to whatever it is but they're all traitors to the Eldian race but they don't believe they are they believe that the Eldians are bad people even though they're Eldians yes even though they're also Eldians they are like they're indoctrinated they're like you know just just like Zeke was that's why I guess they showed us that like just like how Zeke was indoctrinated to the government and the, the government's lies so are Reiner Bortol blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. what I don't understand was though when we mentioned Ymir, and like, is that the same Ymir? I thought no. I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't the same Ymir. Maybe because because I, I I read that um I for, and I've forgotten this. Well, I guess I guess Historia it makes sense gave Ymir that name. I would say it does. It, I guess it makes sense if it's not because if they, if they could only live for thirteen years, the original Ymir was way way older than that. Yes, and Historia gave Ymir that name. That wasn't her original name. Remember when she woke up? Like, I, I don't really remember this. Okay, I was going to say, you're talking about I remember. Yeah. I just literally said I don't really remember. Yeah, I rewatched the series because there's a lot. Now that we have this information, I feel like rewatching the series would make a lot of things fall into place. Yeah. Because what I read was someone said that Ymir, Historia uh, gave Ymir that name because Ymir didn't have a name. Right? She found Ymir. And she was like, I don't remember who I am. And she's like, all right, well, then you, I'm going to call you Ymir. And it's because she knows the story of the Ymir and the Titans because she's part of the royal family. But yeah. not because she is Ymir. But what throws a wrench in that fucking theory is this episode where she's reading Ymir's letter. And she's like, oh, you idiot. Like, blah, blah, blah. She, and lesbians confirmed because she wants to marry Historia. Yeah. But um, and even said like uh, Reiner's watching me as I'm writing this love letter. Yeah, uh, she gets a flash of memories from touching the note, mm-hmm. and when she had that flash, the the narration of Aaron talking about everyone being connected, everyone connected to the founding Titan. Yeah, and it's way too much of a coincidence that they show you mirror. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait, huh? We we'll go back, and that was the first what the fuck, huh? And before you even get to process that, then they go back to the flashback of uh, Aaron Kruger the original attack Titan talking to Grisha and convincing him to, to join their cause and keep fighting, which was a great speech. I really liked that. Cause it's like, I got nothing to live for, man. Fuck this shit. He's like, don't be a bitch. Basically. 
in the in the most epic and motivational way, he was just like, "Don't be a bitch, man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you start this path? You could have chose not to fucking go. Yeah, you could have chose not to go beyond the wall. Your sister would still be alive, yeah. but but you did, bitch. Just like how I kept choosing to sacrifice my own comrades to keep like my head low and stay as a mole in this society. Like we both made our bed, and now we got lying it, motherfucker. And then at the end of that, which I never understood that saying. If I'm making my bed, I'm not lying in it. I'm making my bed because I'm getting out of it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the point. <laughs> but um, and then it's the what the fuck of. He says, "Cause we have to save Mikasa and Armin." And Grisha's like, "Who?" And he's like, "Huh? Yeah, I don't know who I'm talking about." Yeah, that was. I was I'm like, like wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on? So that connection. Yeah, the connect, the memories is through time and space. Apparently. <laughs> what? What does that mean? But it's like, can you train to access that, or is it like, can you like talk to each other through time? Is like. I'm sending my memories to Aaron Kruger of the past or whatever. I have no idea. And is that because it's the Attack Titan and they're connected that way? Or are they just connected because they're all Eldians and they all come from the founding Titan? I gotta believe the Eldian thing. Just because the same thing happened to Historia. Kinda. Like the reverse. She got past memories. Yeah. He got Aaron from the past got future memories. Fucking weird. I'm just like, yo, we. It's like yeah, we close. How, how much stuff are you gonna introduce? I'm just like, I'm confused. We close the chapter <laughs> of like one book of stories, and then open the next page of like all this. There's like a bunch of more fucking questions, yeah. and even the question of, uh, what gave Aaron the ability to uh, use the Founding Titan's power, and then he realizes like, wait, I was able to use that Titan call when I touched the other. Titan Roy, yeah. that was the royal blood. royal blood that was the mom that was my mom that killed my mom <laughs> so he's like which that makes me go how does that work then like is it because his father was fucking her and like somehow his semen got I don't know well no it makes it seem like they have to still be in contact with a Titan of royal blood to use that ability. but they make it seem like only Aaron can do that wait why because we, ha- we haven't really seen anybody else. We haven't seen anybody else with the Titan, founding Titan power that wasn't a royal, though. He's the only one. That's true. Yeah. So I immediately thought, like, oh, okay, he can just hold Historia's hand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just hold hands, and he can use Titan call power. But then when he was like, oh, shit! And they're like, what is it, Aaron? Tell us. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm not going to say anything. It's like, wait, why? And in his mind, he's going like, if it's a thing where if I touch a royal Titan... What happens to Historia if I tell them that? If I tell them, yeah, I can use that power, but to do so, I have to touch a Titan of royal blood to make it work. They're going to make her into a Titan. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, no. And then on top of that, considering that she doesn't have anybody to eat, she's going to be an uncontrollable Titan. Yes. But you could, you know, I'm not saying that the new government seems more on the up and up than the last government was, but... Basing it off of what we've just experienced with the government within the walls, I understand Aaron's like hesitation because like if I tell him that, maybe they're gonna hold her down, and transform her into a Titan right now to test it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So especially somebody like Hans. Yeah. <laughs> She's unhinged. I was. I, I mean, start with the holding hands thing and <laughs> see if that works. <laughs> yeah. Try like and and he did it without being a Titan. Yeah, he wasn't a Titan, but she was. So maybe if he's a Titan, maybe one of them has to be a Titan. So maybe if he's a Titan, 
And she's not a Titan. Yeah, so I was going to say, since he can control himself, yeah, try it as him as the Titan. And just hold hands with her. Yeah, and then roar. Yeah. Or like have her sit her on your shoulder. Yeah. Like a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Historia Chew. <laughs> I choose you. Yeah. Uh, I think that was all the major what the fucks, right? That's basically all that happens this episode. Wasn't, I mean, I was about to say it wasn't eventful, but it was ver- really eventful. Yeah, for it, was, it, was, it was mostly exposition, exposition heavy. Yeah. Episode, but not... Not to say nothing happened, but nothing happened. Yeah. Like you learned which you learned more, but nothing actually happened. What would you rate this episode? I would still say perfect because all the knowledge, like all the knowledge that you didn't have before. Okay. Yeah, I give it finally too. answering questions. Yeah. The what the fuck? What got me was the end where you're just like, we gotta save Macau. Yeah, an Armin. Like, He's wait, like, wait, wait. Because like the same way Grisha was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I was like, wait, does he maybe have some future knowledge? But then when he was like, wait, what, what did I say? Yeah. I'm like, like first, I was also like, whose memories are that? Was that Aaron connecting to Aaron? I, I thought it was Aaron connecting to Aaron. But then when you, but then they didn't really show Aaron. No. But then what does that mean in the greater scheme of things? Like what? What was this thing? And I, I, I also don't want all the answers. Not even just like now. But I mean, like in the grand scheme of the series, because they did a, a really cool like the history is governed by the victors type of deal. Where even this episode they say, um, what is the founding titan? Like what? What? How did Titan start? Like to some it was a goddess and a blessing. To others it was a devil. Like I don't want the answer. Like I don't want to see a flashback to when the first Titans created and actually know what it is. Or maybe it's something, neither of those things. Maybe it's something neutral in the middle. But like, I like the idea that like, to one people, it's this. To another people, it's that. And like, what is reality? What it, What is existence if not just an agreeance on what existence is? I mean, but sometimes... It's a perception. Sometimes when they do explain the origins of stuff, it doesn't end up being like a Korra route. Like, sometimes you do like the explanation. I mean, I've liked everything we've gotten so far, but I think that the that that theme, what is it? The the notion I like. Other, you don't really know what it is. Maybe Titans were a force for good. Maybe they were a force for evil. Does it really matter now? It doesn't. What matters is what's here and now. Wow. But yeah, I think it. Uh, I like that implication. Because if you're looking at Titan, your first assumption would be like, oh, it's definitely something evil. Yeah. But like, you know, maybe it's not. And I, I like the I like the maybe more than I like the here's the answer. Yeah. I mean, and just like I said last week, like this series is doing a great job of where you have one mindset where you think, no, the Titans are evil. The Titans are the ones you got to get rid of. And now once you get to the point that we are in season three, it's like, no, it's way more gray area than you think it is. And technically, they're all tight. The people that you have a rooting for, they're Titans too. Yeah. <laughs> they just haven't gotten that shot in the neck. Yeah. But they could potentially be Titans. Also, I like how this episode, they uh, they nailed down. It's like, black, it's, is, like, it's like black on black crime. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is 15. Everybody catch that? 15. Yeah. So he's got eight more years. <laughs> so he's going to die when he's 23. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. That is like fuck, man. But you know how they're gonna find a way to whatever preserve his life, or he's gonna be able to. Do you think it's one of those types of shows? I don't know if it is. No, it's not. (laughs) I feel like it's like nah, son. 
that's the your expiration date. And it's going to end with Mikasa being all sad and shit. I'm going to fucking lose it. Because <laughs> if Mikasa cries, I cry. But yeah, she, she was like, <laughs> she was hurt. She was like, no, it's got to be a lie. It's got to be a way. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's true. It's 13 years and then the person dies. Okay. And, oh, and that's another thing. They said okay, that when, I know how you feel, Mikasa. Uh, unrequited love. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back to this. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that if a Titan, die, a Titan shifter dies without passing the power on, it becomes like the Avatar cycle. Yeah, it's, just, it's an Avatar cycle thing. It just shows up in one of them. Like, what? There's something to that. Like, what is that? Like, that that implies some kind of supernatural, right? Yeah, there's an Avatar. There's like an Avatar Brava. Avatar Brava. <laughs> Somewhere. Or a Titan Brava. Isn't it Rava? Not Brava. Is it Rava? That was Rava and Vatu. I always thought it was Brava. I don't know. Brava. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. As long as Aaron doesn't lose his Titan power by getting his ass beat by somebody way weaker than him like Korra did. Shit pissed me off so... Mm, I'm not getting into it. I'm already... <laughs> that scene where she's getting smacked by... Uh, what's his name? The waterbending guy. The bad one. Uh, Her uncle. I don't yeah. know. Trash. His The trash waterbender. Yeah, I don't remember his name. And he, you see like uh, the avatar, the past avatars fading away. I was like, you bitch, fight back. <laughs> you lost the egg, you bitch. <laughs> I was so mad at her. She lost everybody. Yeah, that was like the beginning of my like, oh, I hate you, Killer. <laughs> I hate you so much, Cora. <laughs> and then the show ended. And this thing I hated, like, I thought, like, because of harmonic convergence and all that other stuff. She'd like, get him back. She would get him back. And it's like, nope. Nope. Nah, they all gone. I hated that so much. I hated that. It's like now she's the she's the first avatar. Oh, I hate it. It's like really. Anyway. That's how you're gonna end this show? Like you killed Aang? Like really? Again? Yeah. Like, you killed Aang twice. <laughs> I hate you. Aang, Roku, Kyoshi. Without him, you couldn't even bend anymore. How about that? <laughs> Remember season one? You lost your bending. Yeah. Who gave it to you back? Aang. <laughs> But he's God dead. Damn. He's dead now. It sickens me. Anyway, <laughs> enough with the core rant. Um, we got left. One Punch Man? Let's talk about One Punch Man. This is an episode that didn't piss me off, unlike Avatar. Chizho! <laughs> no! Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Every time we talk about anime. <laughs> but this week's episode Justice Under Siege. And it, where we left off last week was one of those ambassador alien things, monster whatever, came to the Council of Humans. It was, it was Krang from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> Krang. <laughs> and he, he psychs them out, thinking like, oh, I just, we just want peace, and we don't want to fight humans ever again. Yeah, we want to be, I want to, I'm like Professor Xavier, we just want coexistence yeah, like, between monsters and humans. Huh, we're how you destroyed the fucking world for that, but it's like, no, no, that was just a show of strength. It's like, all right, well, we agree. Bang. It's like, nah, bitch. <laughs> Psych, you thought. 
It's like, nah, we're evil as hell, and we're gonna be here, and we want you to send your strongest heroes. But no, to fight before us. We, before we, that even happened, the very beginning of the episode, what King is the time of playing King video is games? The time of playing video games, just to give you a reason why he's not there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, well, I guess now you know what it's like to lose. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that I'm I'm glad because I'm a PlayStation person. I'm glad it was a PlayStation controller. Well, not I mean, a, it's not Japan, a, not an Xbox controller. No Gaijin. <laughs> American Xbox in Japan, <laughs> but yeah, but just seeing his reaction to like losing, he's now he's, and then it's like and then he was cheating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do the low kick cheese until you die. <laughs> I like how he's almost dead and is like, "Do you think this is my true power?" <laughs> it's just oh, twenty hit combo. <laughs> but even like the animation, I thought was like good. With what? With like the episode overall, or just the fight? Like that? The, the them, video game. Well, the video game or like Satama's, uh, the way like he was, they would like make him differentiate between him being super intense playing a video game and even when uh, King would show his like true form or whatever. Uh, his true power. Yeah. The green aura and all that other stuff. He's <laughs> like, this is stupid. I hate this game. It's like, oh yeah, I guess someone would say that that sucks at it. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but then he would go back to being regular Saitama, but then it's like, let's play again. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then what happens? Oh, it's then the, that's when they go to Krang. Yeah. Then they have like the that whole conversation, and then you get to see the Monster Association, like the 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 lair, and see like how the the dynamic between the Demon King or the Monster King and the other monsters works. Where he's like Godzilla size, basically compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he basically he he the 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 Roach thing that Genos had a problem with and couldn't even actually beat without cheating. <laughs> like yeah. the monster thing ate instantly. Because he lost. Yeah. But it just shows you the difference in power between that thing that Genos couldn't even beat and how powerful this demon monster king is. Yeah. Uh, Orochi? Oros? Orochimaru? Orochi? I don't know what his name is. Heihachi Hamashima? Heihachi? <laughs> <laughs> Second? <laughs> but then like his little minion thing goes to find Goketsu because like, hey, where's Goketsu yeah, at? We he's not here. Seen him. Yeah. And then he goes and finds the head and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> It must have been some kind of S-class hero. No, not no. really. No. Well, technically, well, not technically, but yeah, he is an S-class hero. Just not. Yeah, just not. And then, like I said, Garo, he he doesn't remember what happened to him, but he's like, it must have been King. Yeah, it must have been King, <laughs> like, yeah. fucking bullshit. But I love the ending where, again, they show, like, it's weird that like, Garo's, he's like the villain, but we follow him as if he's like a main character hero. Like, He's humanized again where he's like in hiding and that little kid that he's been like fucking with before that had the monster almanac, or the hero almanac. Yeah. He finds him and they have a conversation. Um, and he encourages the kid. Yeah. He, he tries to give him advice because the kid's getting bullied or whatever. So he's like, hey, if you want to know how to deal with bullies, like let me give you some advice. Which makes it just like... Get stronger. Yeah, get stronger. He's like... Very Goku-esque advice. Yeah, isn't that obvious? He's like... Or Vegeta. It's more Vegeta. Yeah, he, he looks like Vegeta, so... Yeah, it's like it's very Vegeta advice. He's like, isn't that obvious advice? He's like, it is obvious! Ha-ha! <laughs> it's like, okay, you're weird. <laughs> but then um, the heroes were actually tracking him. So, like, what, was it an S-class hero or Gatling. Yeah, was I think Gatlin is an S-hero. So he was the S-hero, but then all the other heroes were like A or a, B. yeah. But basically, like, a, a team of, like, ten heroes track down Garo while he's still weakened from his fight with that dog hero. So he's at this his weakest. So funny. <laughs> I love that so much though. But so he's at his weakest. So that he's most, he's really vulnerable and you find yourself kind of rooting for him 
when it's him versus all those heroes that are like you know surrounding him. Uh huh. Um, and then when they actually fight, I thought Garl was still gonna whip their asses. That's why I was like, "Are you that weak?" <laughs> yeah, but they they're using teamwork to kind of keep him off balance, and it's you're kind of in his head, so you can kind of get an idea of like how overwhelmed he is right now. And I'm kind of curious to like that. Uh guy in the tracksuit that looks like uh he looks like gohan that looks like ida oh he is like more like ida you're he, right he looks yeah. like ida he was so funny he's like oh i'm gonna kill this guy first he's the weak he's just like nah son i'm actually a beast <laughs> and then he's like i'm just really i'm here to catch you if you run yeah. again ida but in terms of close quarters combat that's the rest of you but i can but i can hold my own motherfucker don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted yeah <laughs> just gonna wear this tracksuit and wear the glasses on but I mean, it was, and then it ends on a cliffhanger where you don't know if they're going to beat him or not. But I just think it's interesting that, like, I'm not rooting against him. Like, I want him to win. But I don't want him to win. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think also it's probably because the reaction or the interaction that he had with the kid made him not seem like an asshole. Whereas opposed to if this same moment happened at the end where the heroes are coming after him... Maybe after he did some fucked up shit, then we probably would have a different reaction. True, true. Because even when he goes out to fight them, he tells them like, "Hey, just keep don't shoot anything yeah, don't toward shoot, the barn. Yeah, don't shoot the barn. Yeah, you could just be like as a kid in there. He's like, just don't shoot toward the barn. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that's. But of course, he's like, because I need some place to sleep. But truth of the matter is, he's like, no, he's trying to protect the kid. Yeah. But he doesn't want them to know that because then that makes him seem sympathetic. If he says, well, "No, it's a kid. I'm trying to protect this kid," because then he's not a monster. Yeah. So weird. Like, in a, like, we're watching a show where the hero is so powerful he can defeat every villain in one punch. And he's not even really the main character of his own show anymore. Yet, who is more of a main character in the show now is this villain who's trying to get stronger. But he's not even really a villain for the most part because he's also got, like, this nice, like, you know, this sweet side to him. Sympathetic villain. That's, con- the, that's the theme of this, this week. It's confusing! <laughs> it's complex. But yeah, I enjoyed this episode. But yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not. The the main and granted he is but he isn't the main antagonist because again if you have him in every episode and he's like the person you're following, there's not really an episode because even like you think about towards the end of the episode where you had almost like a league of, league league of villains situation where uh, stains stains presence caused other villains to pop up it was the same thing with the monster association where more villains were coming like hey let's join the monster association oh that was hilarious and then in that one <laughs> that one second saitama took them all out like all these monsters were they coming after me yeah and it makes it seem like oh i'm trying to take out my the trash is coming yeah but it made it really like the, it's all of like how the directing and like the music and how it was played up to it felt like oh shit there's way more monsters than we even thought oh they're dead <laughs> yeah. like, it's just a really good like they're really good subverting those expectations in that way I think that's still what the strength of the show is when the animation is lacking but I give this a high more than passable I enjoyed it yeah do, do you agree with the rating or you just no I'll say yeah I just say yeah oh, okay well, like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> alright so let's get in the news of the week she's the black Iron Man but she's not Tony Stark they just don't want their characters quote unquote I could call you a nigga you better not if he says that shit to you his ass on Instagram I don't want hand me down I don't want any gay things it's all straight and white what's going down Michael News So, let's talk about 
toy dildos. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Stranger Things comes out next week, I believe. July, no, July, July 4th. What if we locked him out here with us? He'd want to attach himself to someone again. A new host. It's building something. No matter what happens, we have to stop him. Together. Now it's time. We are going to end you. We are going to end your friends. And we are going to end everyone. are in danger. We need to end this. I can fight. Better than any of us. But I need you safe. What the hell? I need you to trust me. That is oh, next yeah, week. That is next weekend. Yeah, that is next weekend. So a trailer. What's with Netflix dropping trailers like the week before something drops? Like Jessica Jones, like a trailer dropped like the week before. Because they can. <laughs> but yeah, so Stranger Things comes out, drop the trailer. So what'd you think of the trailer? This is easily my favorite trailer. I I, I was kind of curious about the other. I mean, I was gonna watch it either way. But like the other trailers kind of made me curious. But this actually was like, oh, this is what it's about. It's not just like a new threat. It's the same threat from season two, but like it's somehow still in their world, and now it's possessed uh, the Red Ranger guy. <laughs> of course, the only asshole in the fucking yeah, the town. Only, I was like, of course you possess the only asshole. That makes it like obvious. I don't remember season two as much, but didn't he have a sympathetic? Well, his father's uh, abusive. abusive. Okay. So again, a sympathetic villain. Yeah. That's okay. The... See, I feel bad for him a little bit. It's the theme. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean the, so I assume that entity or whatever is going to be talking through him, which was the narration in the trailer. And then the monster design, I don't know if that's him too. Like if he transforms into that, which would be fucking terrifying. That's body invasion, Michael. Body invasion. Do you understand this? <laughs> I mean, we already saw his body cause you saw his eyes shift or whatever. Wait, we did? In the trailer, like you saw, you saw the Red Ranger, then they got a close up on his eye. What trailer were you watching? Oh no, but his eyes just became like dilated. They became, but then you also saw like veins. Oh, I didn't wasn't paying that much attention then. Clearly, you know, <laughs> we're gonna talk about another trailer where you weren't paying that much attention. I, see body page, I just I just blank out like oh, oh, I can't handle this. But I mean, it looks good. I like the concept. It looks badass with the eleven actually holding back monsters or psychic powers. Like, are are we getting to see the X Men? Like, are we are we getting closer to the X Men universe? This well, way? if it's only just her though, I want. Professor Xavier would come at the end and be like, you're the Phoenix. <laughs> You've got the Phoenix Force. Because supposedly, you said, which I which I found shocking because I like, I actually like that part of the uh, season where where they went and found Seven or whatever fuck. They took a break. Oh, and 11, the other, 11 the went, yeah, yeah, Eleven went and found Seven and they both had, I forgot what her power was again. I don't remember. Was it being able to influence people? I don't remember. Oh, but don't remember. the fact that nobody, people didn't like that part of the, the backstory with that. I was like, I actually like that. It's because so, it's such a big detail. So because, but, but so if anything, if people didn't like that, they probably wouldn't bring 
more of they probably won't bring more of that till season three. So I doubt it'll be X Men. It'd just be her. Oh, I mean, that would definitely diminish the threat too if you got like a team of <laughs> superpowered kids. <laughs> like, well, it though it's a fucking giant Cthulhu looking. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that thing is. Yeah. And we already saw she has a limit to how much she can lift. She's not like Jean Grey where she can lift like tons. Maybe. By the way, I would say like just based on this trailer, this looks like it this looks like it might be my favorite season. It looks awesome. More so because like the level, the production value for this season definitely they they it looked like they put some money in this season. Yeah. Like to the point like. This, the whole town is fucked up. Yeah, because even for the most part, like Stranger Things, as much as we enjoyed it, and, and they do have a special effects budget, it's still it was still pretty low budget. Yeah, the 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 what's his name? Not the xenomorph. The, uh, the demigorgon. Demigorgon. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look that great. I mean, it looks it looks pretty good, but the, it's really it's the mouth that was like the the set piece on it. Yeah. But then when you look at the tall body, like it's just like eh, it looks all right. Even the demi dogs. Oh, especially the demi dogs are like kind of meh. But yeah, but this season, like even with her like holding like tentacles or whatever back with her with her hand, both hands, yeah, and the giant, like they couldn't even have. I mentioned this before, like they couldn't even have the dragon show up in Iron Fist. <laughs> but yet to have this, granted, we didn't see the whole creature, but we saw enough of it. Where I'm like, this looks pretty good. Also, what is the deal with this thing? Is it trying to take over the world? Like, I, I mean, like- it said, "I'm, well, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy your friends. I'm going to destroy the people that you love. Then I'm going to destroy you, and then I'm take destroy the world." But why, giant cloud monster thing? Why is it a dick? Because <laughs> it's the upside down and wants to make the upside down the right side up. No, he's like Gabby, Gabby. I just want to be loved. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just want to be loved. But you didn't let me love you, Will. <laughs> you should let me love you. Let me get in that mouth, Will. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, if Will gets fucked up again this season. I'm gonna fucking die. I mean, hey, you kept seeing moments where he kept holding his like, yeah, his neck and shit. I'm so like, I'm like, come so, on, Will. Yeah, and they look, they look. Granted, not really. I don't mean grown in the sense they look like adults, but compared to like first season, they look grown as fuck. Yeah. And even when Will was talking, he was like, "Yeah, we got to." I was like, "Where <laughs> that, the fuck that come from?" <laughs> Barry Manilow voice. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Will. <laughs> I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intruder, <laughs> stranger danger. But uh, speaking of stranger, oh shit! <laughs> well, speaking of stranger danger, uh, so you got people that are supposed to be superheroes, the pillars of society, people that you think you know, that are supposed to be like you think about firefighters. They're the firefighters of the world. You call them and they help. What well, in the boys? The boys. They either probably started that way, but now they're like they're feeling they're feeling their pussy. And what? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're feeling their pussy. Okay, they, they, <laughs> sure. They feel they feel like they got all the power. They could do whatever. And, and one of the, the Superman character, Superman S character says, he's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, boy. And so now you got the boys cropping up to take down rogue superheroes. And new trailer came out. What does this show actually drop? I don't know, but it looks fucking fantastic. I don't even know if it said. I don't even know if they could set it in the trailer. Like every trailer I see of this thing makes me want to see it more and more. Oh, July twenty sixth. Okay, cool. So we got mad time between Stranger Things and that. So yeah, what did you think of that? Well, you already kind of said it, but I fucking loved it. Give me more details. When they show that speedster run through that girl, that is like I guess the main character's love interest or something. Yeah, makes her like a fucking like like I don't like what like. 
a splash of blood in the air. Like <laughs> he ran through her so fast that she was like eviscerated. And all he had was her hands, her forearms. <laughs> yes. But I mean, if a person can move as fast as a flash and ran into somebody, that is what would happen. Yeah, we don't see that on the seat that when flat when Barry crashes into somebody, they just fall. Yeah, like, nah, fall over. I'm fine. No. They were just like, no, you're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> They'd explode into a cloud of blood mist. <laughs> like But even, like just the idea of like there being like an evil Justice League, and more so an evil Superman, that this task force called the think boys. I don't even think they're evil. They're just they're arrogant. Assholes. Yeah, they're just arrogant. But I mean, which also does make it more like if you have the powers of a god and people are treating you like a god, you definitely develop some air. You a god complex. Yeah, yeah, of course. People without powers develop those. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, if you have powers, you would. We have a person in, as the president that has. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, it's a, but I feel like it's a slippery slope from that to evil. So, like, who knows what the intentions of that Superman are by the end of the series. I feel like he probably will end up being, like, borderline psychotic. But I, I like stories like that. Like, Injustice, um, I've mentioned so before the podcast. So, is that, uh, what's-his-face's father from Brightburn? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Maybe. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I like stories like this. So, like, Injustice, or I've, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but, like, um, Irredeemable. It's a really good comic series about, I was like, like, what is that? That's a comic book series about the... Uh, it's it's not Superman, but it's it's like this, where it's like a Superman allegory. So Brightburn, yeah, kinda. It's it's like a world of superheroes like Watchmen, like DC, where there's a Superman character who goes off the deep end, and what happens in that world where the most powerful superhero has now become an unhinged supervillain, and I th- I feel like this is what kind of this story is about. So I'm really I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, hopefully it lives up to the. Uh premise of the trailer and it looks go, dope and it's not like x-men dark phoenix so we were kind of oh, like god the trailer actually looks pretty good oh and then yeah you saw that's right. we did say that yeah, <laughs> then you see the movie and it's like um so yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was that <laughs> that existed that was a movie <laughs> god this shit was trash <laughs> but speaking of something being a movie this movie was a great movie, and it's being proved by the box office. So, uh, Toy Story four, again, Disney's one, Disney, Disney stays winning. <laughs> it, <Our> Disney overlords. <laughs> it ended up uh, hitting a hundred and eighteen million dollars at the domestic box office. Money, 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 money. So yeah, Toy Story 4, 118 at the uh, domestic box office, and uh, Child's Play was number two at the box office, but it only debuted at $14 million, which is a huge drop compared to number one and number two. Uh, Aladdin is number three with uh, $12 million, but uh, with that, uh, Aladdin's total... Uh, worldwide uh, sales is now topped $750 million. And with that, they're saying now Disney could possibly do Return of Jafar and King of Thieves. Oh, so they are going to make like, a trilogy type of thing. Yeah, considering how much money this shit made. I think this made the most of the Disney... Uh, Reboots? Yeah. Well, no, because uh, Beauty and the Beast made a billion. Uh, but this is the second. Uh, but also Beauty and the Beast didn't really have a sequel, so... Yeah, I mean these were all straight to DV or VHS at the time, right? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I mean, there's a. I mean, they could potentially improve the sequels. Then maybe. 
because they don't they don't have as much you know love as the first movie clearly so. But going back to Toy Story, it's also the franchise best in terms of opening with 118, which is crazy. That is crazy. You think about part one, two, and three, and then even four, four made even more than those. Why do people hate animation? Like, I don't understand. Like, is it the, is it the um, what's the word? I'm blanking a lot of shit, a bunch of lot of shit today. What's the word? Uh, the, Venus? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> is it the, I can't think of the word. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, something. Is it, is it because is it, people feel is like it's for something? kids? Yeah, is it because people feel like animation's for kids? Like, why Why do? Why is the live action version of an anime movie make so much more than the anime movie? Connotation. I, I that was say, it. I mean, wow. Does, it's like so long. The connotation that the anime movies are for kids. I was going to say, I mean, does it though? Because I just said Toy Story 4 is the franchise's best. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not just kids. Oh no, I was talking about the Disney movies, like the opening of Aladdin versus the opening of Aladdin in live action. Also, you have to take into account ticket prices are more expensive, so naturally, like if if you account for inflation, the Disney animate the animated version still made more. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. But then also, I guess. Take somebody like Chris. He he always talks. I don't I don't like animated movies, bruh. I don't like it. That's why I don't watch it. But you know, like at first I wasn't interested in Spider Man, into Spider Verse, because I'm not I'm not into animation, bruh. But then I saw the trailer. <laughs> Is that who Chris looks like to you? <laughs> He's looking like a weird face. That's what he sounds like too. I saw I was like saw the trailer and I was like, yo, check it out. And I actually liked it, bruh. That's so why I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's going more and more surfer as you talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't get it. Is I don't know why there's a connotation for animated movies like people just don't like it. But by the end of the day, even I feel like, like even with like the Oscars, like they treat animation in like a separate category. Even though like there's some animated movies, it's like nah, that should this needs to be nominated for best picture, not best animated picture, but best picture. Granted, I don't know what all the movies that are gonna come out this year that are gonna get the Oscar nominations. But I feel like this should be in, in the running for uh, best picture, not just best animated picture. Like, I don't think there should be a separation. Because at the end of the day, it's still a movie. Yeah, and I think that animation, a lot of times, lends itself to, like, it can, it's more expressive than live action medium. So I'm, not, I'm not sure why people feel like it's for kids. Maybe because people grew up in animated shows. And then where's the, where, where's the line between, like... Because, like, for example... Say, like, Lion King is just that good. Would that be nominated for, like, best animation? Or is that would something like that be nominated for, like, a best picture? That's a good question. If it's so photorealistic that it's basically real, what's the difference? But then it's not. So it's like, again, so, like, it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, what's considered animated and what's considered just a, pic- a movie? Hmm. Hmm. These are the questions. <laughs> I don't know. Just no. interesting questions to ask. As I hear Michael chewing <laughs> on the podcast. Well, somebody Chew, like, chewing his MMs. <laughs> somebody let me know. But anyway, with that, we uh we already talked about this, but I'm making an official conversation. And when does it say it's gonna happen? I think next week. But yeah, Avengers Endgame is getting re-released. And according to our reviewer, uh, emailer, 
It's getting eight minutes of footage. If it doesn't say how much uh, is, uh, is we're getting in the actual article, it just says Kevin Feige says, yeah, we're, we are doing that. <laughs> I don't know if it's been announced. I don't know how much. Yeah, we're doing it next weekend. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Sure. And of course, this is all just a ploy to catch Avatar because as of right now, of course. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is $38 million away. Oh, so close. From unseating Avatar. So and close. I saw a lot of people like, oh, this is some bullshit. This is a bullshit tactic. Just so they, it's like, just so they could pass Avatar. It's a cheap ploy. And it's like, yeah, it's a tactic for them to overtake Avatar. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Studios are in the business of making money. But didn't Avatar get re-released and, and shit too? Yeah, Avatar got re-released too. So granted, it got re-released after it already broke a record. But considering the fact that they got re-released, it made even more money than it, and if it was just in its regular original theatrical run. Yeah. And on top of that, I believe had Avatar not got re-released, Avengers would have already overtaken its record. Yeah, so there you go. Angry anti-Marvel fan. And also, boys. a like, lot of what? movies get re-released. Like, they re-released... Who's um, complaining, though? Who, who is the person going like, mm, it's cheap? That, the people that don't want uh, Avatar to win. <laughs> you don't want Endgame to win? I mean, yeah. I mean, the people that want Avatar to stay winning. But who are I mean. they? Are they DC fans? Are they Avatar fans? Like, I don't All understand. of the above. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're MCU haters. Like, it's so weird. There's like, no, no, it's not fair. It's like, who, who cares? <laughs> But my quite, I'm like, I wonder if it's like, I mean, I think it is, but now, now I'm just like, but I wonder if this is going to actually, because even when I looked up the... Uh, There's no way it won't push it. You don't think it's going to push it over? Well, because I, I guess it depends on how many theaters will allow for the re-release, because I even looked it up on the app. I'm like, if it's next weekend... Oh, it's not going to replace everything that's already in theaters? Yeah, because I, I looked up for like uh, Avengers showing for next weekend, and I'm like, I don't see any... Theater, no, no like, showings. I'm about to I'm about to pull it up now on the AMC app. Like there's showings right now. That's but. what I'm saying. Also, is it going to be title different? Like in-game re-release? How would you even know if it's a re-release version or not? Well, I like, look. If they're saying it's coming out next weekend, Friday the 28th. I'm on AMC app, and there's no showings. Hmm. But yeah, that's another question. How do you how do you know it's the re-release version? I mean, I don't. It just says Endgame, but that's the only Endgame. That's that. But my point is, that's the only Endgame I see on the AMC app. When I go to the AMC app and I go to like Avengers Endgame, it's only this. Yeah. And then I go to next week, it says no showings. So even if they call it something else, I don't see that something else on the app. Yeah. Well, give it a couple of days, maybe they'll do it. Closer. So it's like. Is it only gonna be in like niche theaters, or is it only gonna be in like, like New York, Los Angeles, like like the major cities? Yeah. Hmm. How is this, how is this release gonna I work? I don't know. I was curious, like, if they were gonna do commercials just advertising for the new footage. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like if that like, 
they should be doing that now, especially if Kevin yeah. Feige's like, oh, it's coming out next week. Yeah. I, next I, week is almost here. Granted, it's Monday, but still, next week is almost here. Yeah, I would assume this week they'd be giving out trailers like, if you love Endgame, it's being re-released with new footage. Like, shit like that. Yeah, especially considering mo- there are movies coming out next week. Granted, it's not anything like, it's Anna fucking Annabelle. Like, who cares? Oh God, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Lester Chucky. <laughs> but even still, it's like, people might be going to see, like, if they don't know about Avengers Endgame coming out, they may still go... They may go see Annabelle. I feel horror like, movies usually they don't they don't make Avengers level money, but horror movies for the most part still make especially the conjuring movies, they still yeah. make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I was just gonna say that I think that uh that thirty eight million definitely can be made by just the hardcore fans going back and seeing it again with their new footage. Unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. <laughs> and be like, yeah, it was just it was just it was only eight minutes to like Hulk doing like flexing in front of a mirror. <laughs> Isn't it funny though that we're getting a like a, a new cut of an end game? Where, meanwhile, we're Justice not getting League, the Snyder cut. Yeah, <laughs> like just because all they wanted was a Snyder cut. Like, please, please, God, give us a Snyder cut. Nah. <laughs> but Marvel was just doing it and no one's even asking for it. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah. What? God damn it. <laughs> having problems? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, speaking of problems, so we all talked about how uh, the Netflix version of Marvel television, quote-unquote television, is ending, but there were rumors that it could actually get picked up on Hulu, and we'll see Luke Cage and Daredevil and all these Iron Fist, all these other characters back again. Well, according to what Kristen Ritter is saying, She's saying that after this season of Jessica Jones, she doesn't want to come back and replay the character. <laughs> Lol. She basically said, uh, do I think I'll ever play her again? I don't think so. I feel like I've played her, you know? I feel really <laughs> good about it. I feel good about closing the door. And so, based on that quote, she makes it seem like even if they do try to come, come back on Hulu... She's like, nah, I'm done. We don't need all of them anyway. Jessica Jones can be done. Fuck her. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, she can't be. She and her and Luke Cage need to have a child. That ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> Let that go. Or maybe recast her. Who cares? I mean, maybe. And just have her be a character in Luke Cage. Have you have you finished or have you watched more than episode one? I have, but I haven't finished it. Like I, I, I it's exactly what I said. Like I, 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 but do I you watched, still like it? No. <laughs> like, it's, it's exactly what I thought would happen. If I don't, like, just do, like, in a marathon sprint, like, just fuck it. Like, I, I watched, like, four or five, maybe five or six, no, four or five episodes. But I only watched them. That sounds be- like a lot. <laughs> it is. But I only watched them because I had them on in the background while I was doing other things. But if I don't do it that way, I'm not going to watch the show. I don't care. Somebody didn't even know what happened? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not not watching. I am watching. But it's just, it's not interesting. It's not compelling enough to make me want to watch to the end of the season, especially. because you're sexist. So I fell off. No. Yeah, it's because you it's, are. Uh, girl power. <laughs> Look, Bo did it better. <laughs> Bo Peep is telling all the female Marvel villains how to, Marvel villains, the female Marvel characters how to do female empowerment right. But um, the villains, this, I got to the villain. You know who he is? He's Dexter. So if you wanted to see Dexter versus Jessica Jones, this is your season. It's just a serial killer. 
He's not like super powered at all. Oh, I thought you meant like the actor that plays Dexter. No, I wish. <laughs> that, that actually might be good. I might care then. <laughs> but no, it's a guy that looks kind of like Dexter, but his whole shtick is he's Dexter. And it's not even like it's not even like he the, does was, he have powers? No. He's the serial killer. You just fucking punch him in the head. <laughs> no, he's super smart, Michael. So she's got to outsmart oh, so him. The thinker. Yeah, it's fucking. We know good. how that goes. Not well. And it's not going well so far in the season either. Because his his story isn't even directly connected to hers. Like it's not like it's something personal, like the Purple Man. It's just like, uh, it's like by proxy of a character that's introduced in this season. He wants to kill, or he has a, a beef with that guy. But then because Jessica Jones is friends with that guy, he she becomes involved with the villain. So then the villain's like, oh, I'm going to take you down too. It's like, who cares? I don't care who you are. I don't care about the storyline. I don't care about none of this. Well, speaking of things being taken down. So there's a show on Amazon Prime, which I actually have the book, but I haven't read it. And <laughs> Of course. And I've heard, I've heard good things about it. It's only six episodes, so maybe I'll eventually watch it, especially now that it's getting this press. Oh, speaking of Jessica Jones, you mean the David Tennant show? Good Omens? Yeah, that's what I was about to talk about. Good uh, Omens. Okay. So uh, thousands of Christians, Christian okay. group, uh, petitioned Netflix to cancel Good Omens because they're saying, just like, just like with Lucifer... Oh, it paints a good picture of the devil and evil, and it tries to make evil look sexy. But I'm like, doesn't all fantasy do, do that? Like, you think That's about the whole point. Think about Spike. Like, he was like the sexy. Granted, he was evil before. I'm talking about before he got his soul. He was still evil, but it was still like a sexy vampire. Or you think about when Angelus went evil. He was still like the sexy. <laughs> so you were at the Buffy, but I feel like just in literature in general, including the Bible. Yeah, including evil the Bible. Is seductive. God. Or Lucifer is God's most beautiful angel. Yeah. If evil actually looked ugly, evil, yeah, you yeah, wouldn't. it wouldn't be attractive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did they read the Bible? They're beating, <laughs> they're beating that Bible, but they're not reading it. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, that's what most things. It's like, oh, homosexuality is abomination, but it's like it says the same thing about shellfish, but you're still going to Red Lobster. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Let me look at your tag on your clothes. Oh, it's polyester and cotton. It says mixing fabrics is also uh, an abomination or a no-go, but you're still wearing that shirt. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, going back to what I was saying, they petitioned Netflix to cancel Good Omens because of those reasons. But the problem is, <laughs> yeah, problem just like there. I mentioned, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. They're just so stupid. Yeah, yeah, they're just so stupid. <laughs> they just think every streaming service is Netflix. These are the same people that think that every console is called Game Boy. <laughs> and so with that, Netflix trolled them and said, uh, okay, guys. <laughs> Netflix trolled them. <laughs> we promise not to air any more of Good Omens. <laughs> Thank you. That's all we wanted, Netflix. <laughs> and with that, Amazon Prime came out and said, we're canceling. We're all, we also wanted to make an announcement and say we're canceling Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> you got played by companies. <laughs> Is there any like response to that from the? <laughs> no, they haven't responded. Okay, because <laughs> you're idiots. Yeah, but people that did respond is the uh, who is this Paramount. I'm not sure who the studio is, but basically the people behind this movie franchise have now confirmed and come out and said, 
that we are getting another Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, okay. Well, wasn't that kind of to be expected? So technically, it's Halloween. So they're calling it Halloween Two, but it's not Halloween Two. It's, it's like Halloween, Halloween Seven or something. It's like Halloween, like forty-five. But <laughs> really, and I guess in this franchise, it's Halloween Three. It's like the because they're saying only the only ones that counted were Halloween One, which was called Halloween, which is called Halloween. The, they're not even counting Halloween Two because Halloween Two is where they revealed that she's actually his sister. But they're saying no, that's not true. Oh, that was a rumor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So this, the one that just came out, what was it, last year? They're saying that's the actual Halloween 2, which, is, which Halloween. I think is stupid because I actually liked Halloween 2. And I didn't mind the, the, the fact that they made her his sister. Mm. But either way, it's, it's slated to come out in the fall of 2020. They just don't want you to ever be able to Google these movies. Because <laughs> it's like, there's two Halloweens, two Halloween 2s. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to put the name in the year if you want to ever Google these things. But uh, speaking of not wanting to Google something, so people don't want you to Google uh, Dark Phoenix and its reception because <laughs> it's getting s- such a bad rap in terms of box office numbers that it's actually being pulled from theaters already. What? It's only been out for like three weeks. Oh, that's how you know this is trash. And they have to like, don't, don't, don't watch this. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's bad. Just, it's fine. <laughs> wow. And is our, it getting that uh, bad reviews? Uh, and not I was getting just, bad not, reviews. Not even like, just that, but like, remember I mentioned last week that it suffered the biggest second weekend drop oh, in right. his, like, his history. Wow. Man. What a wet fart to end the X-Men franchise on. Like, <laughs> yep. if you're going to end it bad, like, at least end it, like, terrible. Because Dark Phoenix isn't even terrible. It's just, no, it's not. It's just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but also with that, something else that is also a mess. And funny enough, you think Dark Phoenix is bad. This ends up being worse. And it's, and it's sad because the movie itself wasn't all that bad. We just wanted more from it, but... Men in Black is actually tanking worse than Dark Phoenix. What, internationally? I remember we were talking about, like, maybe internationally they do better, lol, because international. <laughs> uh, yeah. Internationally. <laughs> maybe. Internationally and domestically. Okay. It's well, then. Only gross. 30 million uh, overseas. It had da, 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 balloon. Da, da, da. It doesn't say, but yeah, it's tanking worse than Dark Phoenix. I feel like that's a really good, like, the last three blockbusters are a good example of what. That's what I'm saying. For the, most, for the most part, with the exception of mostly Disney properties like Aladdin, and then, of course, you got the one outlier with John Wick. Most of the big budget movies that have come out this summer have kind of tanked. And why is that? Because A, they didn't really have a story to tell. Like you think about... Uh, I was going to say writing, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I guess they But yeah. So like Men in Black, Dark Phoenix or whatever, you didn't really have a decent story to tell. But then also going further into that with something like Men in Black, it's like you brought the property back. Again, not because you felt like you had a story to tell, but because you want to capitalize money. on like sequ- yeah, like sequel like sequ- oh sequels make money, but it's like no sequels make money because you t- you're telling a story like that's all that's ultimately what it boils down to. You're telling a competent story, so yeah. 
writing. Yeah, I guess. But and, they, not, and not just the fact that, oh, it's called Men in Black, so ultimately, yeah, it's going to make money. It's like, no. Yeah. But I think Dark Phoenix, Men in Black, and Toy Story 4, those, are, those three movies together should be a good lesson for Hollywood. Because, yes, Toy Story 4. But it's not. Toy Story 4 is a sequel and kind of a revival since it's been so long since 3. And that's made all the money. And what's the difference between that movie and Men in Black and, I got ups, Men in Black and Dark Phoenix? It's Disney. One is a sequel Disney. and the other one's a reboot. Disney. Reboot. Disney's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood always sees that. It's like, <laughs> no, that's why. It's because it's Disney, guys. Come on. Like, no, it's because it's well written and it's well done and it's, it's thought provoking. Because, I mean, you can, you can make that argument, but then on, on the other end, I could counter that and say, well, you don't know if Dark Phoenix or even Men in Black is well written and thought provoking and innovative and uh, revitalization of the franchise until you see it. But if you look at the opening weekend box office numbers, you don't know that. Like nobody even went to go to the theaters to even find that out. Maybe. So why why is that? I think it's also word of mouth though. And in those cases, I think it's the word of mouth before the movies came out. Toy Story got like rave review- reviews out the gate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hiccuping like crazy right now. Swallowed, swallowed, <laughs> swallowed. Come. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, God damn it! <laughs> that's why he's hiccuping. Yes, that, that's why I'm <laughs> happy. Pride. God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, I need to scare you. Boo! I think I think those rave reviews coming out also kind of like sets the table, and like, you know it does trickle. Th- it does trickle down. I don't even know how. Like when oh. when does that arm stop and when that be- when does that begin? Because there are some movies that get great reviews. But then nobody still goes to see it. But then there are some movies that get terrible reviews and people still go to see it. Like, think about Transformers. Last night, that got terrible reviews, but it still made over a billion dollars. But then you get something like Booksmart where people are saying, go see this movie. It is a great movie, but yet people still won't go. They didn't go really go see it. I think it's a so I'm like, perfect so I- storm of a lot of things. The name recognition does help. It's not that it doesn't help. It does. But the track record helps, just like with the MC- <clears throat> MCU. Um... It's just a lot of different factors at once. And I think something like Booksmart, you know, it's also the genre. Like, something like Booksmart is more of a talkie kind of movie. Hiccups are terrible for a podcast. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I give up talking. You should talk. <laughs> no, we go. This isn't the Michael podcast. This but, is- <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I feel like something like Booksmart, it's like an, it's a new, it's not only a new property, but it's more of a serious movie, right? It's a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy? Yeah. See, I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> I thought it was a serious movie. No, it's a comedy. What? Well, then it's just terrible advertising. That's what I was going to say. Like, so how does that... <laughs> the marketing is terrible because I don't even know. Like, it had no penetration to someone like me because I didn't know anything, wow. know anything about it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and something like Transformers, if the demographic that's going to see that, those people that don't care about re- reviews or word of mouth, they're going to see it because smashy, smashy. As long as it's got smashy, smashy... And it looks good, which to the average person it does, because, you know, big effects. And Michael Bay. <laughs> They're fine with it. Well, speaking of smashy, smashy. I feel like Ginyu right now. <laughs> uh, Cersei got smashy, smashed when uh, all those bricks fell on her in Game of Thrones. <laughs> not that you make a sex joke, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not that type of girl, Jordan. How dare you? Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> I, what am I saying? Yeah. I'm not a deviant like you. <laughs> but Lena Headley herself even came out and said that she wanted a better ending for Cersei. As we all did. So, yeah, she said, look, no, listen, 
I invested as a viewer, and I have my own favorite characters, but and I've got my I've got a few gripes of my own, but I haven't sat I haven't sat down uh, with David Weiss and uh, Benioff yet. But I will say I wanted a better death. So even she thinks it was trash. <laughs> she's just trying to be politically correct because she's like, eh, I think they're. You know, they still have power. Yeah, they want and jobs. I mean, yeah. They, can't, they can't trash the people that employ them. Yeah. No, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. Because uh, uh, was it her that said she was basically, like, on her last leg before she got this role? Oh, she was? As an actress? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, not had... as an act, but just, like, in terms of, fi- of like, finances. Uh, oh, didn't know that. Yeah. I think it was you that told me that. I did? On this podcast. I did? Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but somebody told me before she got Game of Thrones, like she was almost about to get evicted or whatever. Something it was something along those lines. I and then she got that. Game of Thrones. And now she's Lena Headley. Oh. Hmm. Didn't know that. Well, speaking of something else you didn't know, because you mentioned this on uh and I didn't know it either, because we talked about it on the podcast, but uh Avengers, the video game being like a four person co op or all that other stuff, it's like, no. Yeah. They came out and said it's a single player led like oh no, oh man! Then it's super super linear. I mean, they said it was gonna be linear, and it's not an open world game. Yeah, but if it's at least four player co op, and lends it to be a little bit more open, because you got to give room for all the other characters to be able to do shit. But it's saying uh, simultaneously too. It's saying along the way you could branch off and do multiplayer and go on special missions, but the the main crux of the game is single player. That's so weird. An I mean, Avengers pro- game? I have a problem. Like, I like the single player. I- I'm fine with a single player experience. I'm just saying, like, like the, uh, uh, like, like Resident Evil. Like, Resident Evil could be a single player game, but like, I mean, like four and five. No, no, five and six. Resident Evil six is fucking garbage. <laughs> All right, I mean, more so five. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where you could play it single single player, but it's more of a enriching experience when you play it with somebody. Like my love life. <laughs> what? <laughs> I you know somebody, what I'm saying? I want to play with somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like I just feel like Yes, I know what you're saying about wanting to play with somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I just feel like it, that it, I don't know. It's not one of those games where it's like a force co op where Jordan, you want to play with me? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in a force co op like a Call of Duty where it's like there's no real story reason for multiple players, but it's like you basically clone your character and now there's two of you. And you're just playing the same game, but now you're just working together. Working together. Yeah. There's no story reason for that, so it's kind of forced. <laughs> but something like, um, I need you to hold your breath. <laughs> I'm going crazy, man. <laughs> I've been trying to. Every time you don't, every time I'm not talking, I'm trying to hold it, but it's not. It's not working. But uh, but something like Resident Evil Five, story wise, it makes sense for there to be two players in it. And I felt like Avengers, uh, the Avengers games, kind of like that. But if it's not, that seems like a missed opportunity. It's the Avengers. They should always be working together. There should be a moment where they're not working together. Yeah, the AI, I guess, is going to be... <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Trash. No, but I'm still excited. I'm I, still excited, I'm more, too. I'm more of a fan of single-player games, honestly, than than multiplayer anyway, because I, really I don't really play games online or oh, anything like just, that. You're, taking, uh, you're speaking to the choir, man. I'm in the same boat. So then what the fuck are you complaining about? <laughs> I'm just saying it's a misopportunity, because I just feel like, by its very premise, an Avengers game... Is a team-based game, and yeah, if I want, if I'm by myself and I want to just play by myself, I should have that option. Have that option, but 
when I'm with somebody and it's like, hey, you want to pick Iron Man? I can't, bro. It's because it's not part of the story yet. Like, what? <laughs> we should be do everything together. I don't know. I don't know. I also know how this game plays, so who knows? I could be compl- totally wrong for how it plays. Well, speaking of uh, being able to do everything with uh, everybody in a multiplayer system, so uh, <gasps> Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, uh, uh, what's her name? Amy, Amy Pascal, who used to be the former head of Sony, she came out and basically confirmed that there is definitely going to be another movie. For the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Awesome. I thought they were doing like spinoffs. That's what they said, but we haven't heard any announcement for the spinoffs. Okay. But they're going to do another one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Whatever. Whatever. As long as you don't put Venom in my fucking Spider-Man. I mean, he might be. Fuck they, it. <laughs> but they, they also said Tom Hardy's confirmed to come back for Venom too. So Fuck. <laughs> he might be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Fuck. But yeah, the uh, second film will center around Miles, which it should. Uh, what else? Is there anything else to that? No. Okay, moving on. Uh, also with that, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I haven't finished season season two, but a lot of people are fans of it, so I'm going to still bring it up. Uh, it's been renewed for not only a season three, but it's also been renewed for a season four. So... All you fans of Sabrina, it's getting, you're getting a season three and four. Haven't even watched one, but okay. It's because of trash. Ooh, I don't like magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like Satanism, Michael. I'm a good Christian, man. <laughs> Are you? No. <laughs> Not at all. Hail Satan. Uh, what? Oh. But yeah, so uh, we talked about Marvel properties getting uh, expanded in Phase 4, and one of those properties is going to be Shang-Chi. Mm, yes. And reportedly, they are looking at two Asian actors to play the lead roles. Jackie Chan. No. Jet Li. No. Have you seen Jet Li recently? No. He looks ancient. Two <laughs> lead actors to play the roles in the Shang-Chi movie. And one of those we actually just saw recently in Striking Vipers. Yeah, the Black Ranger. Ludi Lin yep. as potentially Shang-Chi himself and also Donnie Yen, who I'm assuming they probably want to play. What an age difference. Well, no, I'm assuming. I was just about uh, to say, I'm assuming they probably want him to play uh, Fu Man, not Fu Manchu, um, the Mandarin. His father. Oh. Oh, we're doing that? Uh, remember that was the th- what I said. I was Remember they said we're going to reintroduce the Mandarin. I said, well, it only makes sense for them to have the Mandarin be Shang-Chi's father. Oh, okay. Cool. But they don't say who they want him to play, but it would make sense to me if it's like, if you're going to get Donnie Yen, have it play his fucking father. Yeah, because I was like, they can't both be vying for the same role, right? <laughs> no. Unless they have them do like a, a flash forward. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> But yeah, Donnie Yen and uh, Ludi Lin, I mean, I'm a fan. Granted, in terms of Ludi Lin, I'm like, mm, I don't know if he's that good of an actor. Like, even when I saw him in Striking Vipers, it was like... No, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try in front. 
it's like, yeah, you got the martial arts, but in terms of like the acting, Mm-mm. even in Power Rangers, you didn't really do that much. No. And, I, and, I, and I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> but the delivery in some of his lines and striking vipers is like, Ugh. like Mantis was definitely way better. Oh no, she's great. Uh, yeah. But because all he had to really do in that show was just kind of be awkward and get fucked so <laughs> but even still he had lines yeah was, but they weren't the strong point no was, they weren't the strong no so i'm just like again i'm like why not get lewis tan yeah what's up with that the key, why are you neglecting my boy why is he forever blackballed what's going yeah, on with what's him? going on i don't know but anyway uh something that's not getting blackballed and this is actually a surprise to me so there was a a marvel poll in terms of what is their most uh, what do people think is the best of the properties in terms of TV properties? And what do you think got number one? For Marvel shows? Yeah. Daredevil? No. What? Exactly. What? There's not even any else in comparison. Yes, there is. Because obviously it got number one. <laughs> is it a Marvel Netflix show? No. Oh, that's gross. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that only wins because I, I bet more people have seen it because it's a cable show. I mean, a lot of people have Netflix, though. I agree with that, but Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. better than Daredevil? Are you high? <laughs> no way. But And, and it, I think it won by a strong margin. Hold Get up. out. Uh, yeah, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got 56.67%, and Daredevil got 32.92%. And this is in a poll with all of the shows? It's in a poll with all the shows. Oh, wow, so all the other shows got like 20% between them? So... Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., well, after that, uh, The Punisher got 2.92%. Wow. Jessica Jones got 2.08%. Agent Carter got 1.67%. Luke Cage isn't even on there. Luke Cage got 1.25%. Cloak and Dagger, which is rude, got got 0.83%. Is Runaways before Iron Fist, at least? Which which this is real disrespectful, but Inhumans got 0.42%. But Runaways is at the bottom of the list. What? I'm like, Inhuman? No. There's no, no. way. There's no universe. Inhu- Inhumans is, is better, better than Runaways. Nah, son. And, and Runaways is worse than Iron Fist? Exactly. Get out. So Runaways got 0.42% at the bottom, and Defenders tied with that at 0.42%. This is why we can't have nice things. People have yeah, trash Iron, taste. Iron, Iron Fist, is, they say, is better than Defenders and, and Runaways. Hmm. Definitely not better than Runaways. It's not better than Runaways. Defenders, no, still no. Mm, I don't know. Defenders was not that good. But Iron Fist was terrible. <laughs> Are they including seasons one and two for Iron Fist? It just says Iron Fist. So I'm guess I'm guessing the whole series. Uh, maybe two. Nah. <laughs> yeah, think about the Defenders. What do you really remember from Defenders? The last battle and when they beat up Iron Fist. That's all I can remember from that whole series. What do you remember from Iron Fist? <laughs> good point <laughs> that's a good point how bad it was exactly so, exactly so at least it stands out though we remember scenes <laughs> but yeah agents of shield number uh which i still haven't caught up i haven't with, watched it either yeah, i haven't watched and also i oh did you watch krypton no i haven't watched krypton yet not even episode one no i forgot i didn't watch episode two so i, I forgot but uh, i need to watch it yes you do you watch, you watch, you finish like six episodes of Jessica Jones. In the background. Would you even watch Krypton? Yeah, that's trash. Trash. Uh, oh, this is the final thing? Okay. So, no, okay. yeah, final uh, news tidbit. 
So this is also a, this is a rumor, but sometimes I, I like ending on rumors sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> a rumor is only a rumor until it's proven true. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was a rumor that Tom Holland was going to be Spider-Man, and it turned out to be true. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, there's a rumor that the Wachowskis are coming back to do a Matrix Four. Oh man! And guess who's going to be the new? Do you know this? No. Oh. Okay, well, guess who they're looking at to take over the place of Keanu Reeves as the one? Keanu Reeves? He's going to be the... Well, I mean, Keanu Reeves might show back up as a cameo, because, I mean, we're having a Keanu Sans in 2019. Keanu (laughs) Between John Wick, Toy Story, he was in Always Be My Maybe, which got great reviews. Hmm. The fact that he was announced as... uh, Eternals or something? Well, yeah, that the fact that he's going to be in the MCU... And that they announced he's going to play a pivotal role in that cyberpunk game. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, but this yeah, but this guy's as so, the new Keanu Reeves. As the new Keanu Reeves, he's the one. Well, because they originally were going to pick Will Smith no. as the one. I'm not saying Will Smith. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying because they're going to pick Will Smith as the one. I'm going to assume a black person. Uh huh. Is it right? Uh huh. Okay, then Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yup. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> like you the only black, only one black person. There's only one black person. <laughs> My next guess would have been Idris Elba. There's only one. Yeah, Michael That's B. Morpheus, probably. Michael B. Jordan as as the new one in the Matrix. So is it gonna be a thing where it's like a reincarnation of Neo? Are we continuing it or is reincarnated it as black? <laughs> yeah, is it a, a reboot or a continuation? Well, I mean, it says Matrix Four, so so a continuation. I guess, yeah, because if it was a reboot, then it would. I would say I figured it would just be called like the Matrix reboot or something. How are they gonna do this? Because it has to be reincarnation then, because they kind of established that in the Matrix trilogy, where it's like they kept doing the same events over and over again. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, and they even kind of alluded to the fact in the Matrix universe that Neo wasn't the first. One like I there's just been said that you jerk. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. You were listening to me. You're like, just stop talking. So I can say what I was gonna yeah, say. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. But yeah, 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 yeah. Because like this is the seventh time we've done this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Avatar cycle. Yeah, but that's weird because even when they said that and they show all the different TVs and the different Neos, they're all just Keanu Reeves. So <laughs> they're all white until this version. And then it was like, let's make them black this time. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean they're going to make a white Morpheus? Because that was the original plan for The Matrix. It was going to be a black main character and then a white mentor. Well, yeah, if you got a white lead. I mean, a, a black lead. You can't, can't have a black yeah, mentor. You can't have a black mentor. That's like, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, if it's an Asian guy or something, that'd be kind of interesting. No, it's going to be... It's gonna, you, have, you have to have white in these movies somewhere. Tom and Hanks. they have to be important. You can't have a non-important white guy. It's going to be Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks go. is Morpheus. Tim Allen. Tim Allen is Morpheus. What does my voice say? Listen to your inner voice. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. That works for the Matrix. <laughs> oh, my God. When uh, he was trapped in that carnival game and Ducky and Bunny were, like, fucking with him. When when he had Ducky, like, when, when Ducky had Bunny, like, fling him into buzz his face and do like the kick and it was like to infinity and upside your head <laughs> I was dying <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean yeah, maybe the white person will be the love interest maybe it won't be the mentor I'm really curious to see how this is gonna work like cause what are you gonna do you're just gonna remake the first movie again like you can't right it's gotta be something different well I mean there was a truce 
So, the truce is over. I don't know. The truce is over? Yeah, hmm. that's the only way. That's the only place you could go. You gotta have but then even with that, like, even with the truce being over, it's still a remake, a reboot of the first. And his name is Neo? Well, I don't think his I don't think his name is gonna be Neo. He's just the new one. He's the one. Oh, okay. Well, the one is Neo. It's an anagram for one, one Neo. But wasn't his name? No, his name was Ander. Uh, oh yeah, Anderson, Mister uh, Anderson. Yeah, Tom. His name was Tom. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, Tom Anderson or something like that. But he had like a hacker name or something like that, and it was Neo. Yeah, I think Neo was his hacker name, like Trinity. That's her hacker name. Yeah, so maybe he had, I don't know. Bleo. O- Black Oni. Neo. <laughs> o- Oni. I don't know. Oni? <laughs> That's just one we put a weird emphasis on the E. Yeah. <laughs> Oni. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, are you excited for that? Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> wow. Okay, clearly you're not a fan. <laughs> Again, it's like, hey, granted, I don't know. This could be Toy Story 4 or it could be Men in Black. But at the same time, I'm just like, Hollywood is just taking these properties that have made money in the past to bring it back just because they think it'll make money again. But it's like, but you're not telling me, you're not giving me a reason to why. Yeah, I would lean more toward the Men in Black comparison than Toy Story, only because this kind of already happened before with the first Matrix. The first Matrix was a solo story. They didn't have plans for sequels. No, they didn't. Then they went back because the, the, the executives were like, yo, make more. This makes money. I'm like, all right. And they made two and three. And I would argue that they kind of got worse each one. They did. Granted, I still enjoy. I, I, I did enjoy part two, though. Like the fight scene. Yeah, between, for sure. Between, I, like, I enjoy the fights. Like when they were on the highway and stuff like that. Or even all the Smiths. The, with the ghost twins. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost was weird in Matrix. But yeah. <laughs> but like, they have to do something crazy. Because think about what made the Matrix so popular. It was because it was mind bending for the time. Not even just in its premise, but in how it handled its action scenes. We've had so on, much. Yeah, I was action. gonna say. Plus, on top of that, like we've seen, like because the Matrix, like you said, was so mind-bending. It was like the first of its kind in terms of like those type of special effects. Especially like you think about the very first Matrix, the very first time we saw Trinity do the kick and like yeah, I was like what? Yeah, the camera like kind of froze, and then she. It was like holy fuck! Like yeah. what is this movie? Or like when they jumped across like the roof and stuff like that and the mm-hmm. way they were moving like we've seen so many movies do that now yeah because of the matrix because of the matrix yeah. so it's like even like you think about how dynamic the movements were on like granted it's not like matrix level but how dynamic the movements were in like kingsman yeah. all of that goes back to the matrix yeah so you gotta like add you gotta basically catch up to what everything's done after you've come out and then improve upon those things in some way because every Matrix movie even tried to up the ante with its own like gimmick. Like in two, it was the all the Smiths, and in three, it was the giant Dragon Ball Z fight at the end. Mm-hmm. But like we've seen it done better in both cases now. <laughs> the Flash even tried to do the fucking Smith fight, so that, that can be done on TV now. <laughs> yeah, but granted, it wasn't. It was terrible. <laughs> but like, what what can they do to like? You think about when he ran through all those thinkers, oh, like so that bad. looked terrible. So <laughs> but you remember? But even think back to the second movie. You remember the sound effects when they were fighting? You remember when? The, he, uh, Neo knocked one of the Smiths into the group of Smiths. It made a bowling pin sound. Bowling ball, yeah. yeah like, oh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I remember even when I first saw the movie, I was like, "What? <laughs> this is not as good as the first one." <laughs> so like, it's it's got a. It could be 
Toy Story 4 of the Matrix movies, but it's got a huge uphill climb. I'm rooting for it, though. I would love, like, a mind-blowing Matrix movie again. But I, don't, I, I can't even... That's kind of the point. I can't fathom what they could do to blow my mind again like that first movie did. I don't know. I don't know either. Because, also, didn't the last movie end where the Matrix excel- itself was destroyed? Uh, like, no. the world outside the Matrix was still around, but the actual Matrix itself... Like, but then they say something about like everybody got unplugged. No, they said they were gonna start unplugging people, but they were gonna keep the matrix around while they do it. Cause not everybody's ready to just be like, by the way, your whole world's fake. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they were gonna start like the the machines. Cause remember they like them. They kind of like showed them. They showed the matrix world, and it was like nobody in it anymore. I mean, I see where it's coming from, but I I played the online game. This is so fucking sad. But I played the online Matrix game once upon a time. Yes, there was an online Matrix game. I was gonna say, is that canon though? <laughs> it was written by the same people. Does that mean it's canon? Like, what does that mean? Well, but it just shows you that, like, like the the Star Wars Legend stuff is not canon. But I'm pretty sure, like, I think George Lucas wrote like a couple issues. But well, but it shows you that the the idea that they had for the ending of that movie was at least there was still a Matrix. It's just the machines would allow them to take people out. Just like you know, over the course of time. That's all. But it's not like they, they, they shut down the Matrix at the end of that movie. It was There was still a Matrix. They were, I think in that moment where they, the, the little girl talks to the Oracle, they're resetting it. Which in many ways, if you think about it, doesn't make... Like, I get why there's a one in the Matrix, but then they go, well, he has that power outside the Matrix too. It's like... But then they did a thing... That was the stupidest part of the Matrix trilogy. It was like they at the end of the second movie so they set like, up so the possibility. He's, so he's God then. <laughs> well, no, they. I I thought going into the third movie that because of the the way the second movie ended, they were going to reveal that even the, what they thought was the real world was also a matrix. That's why his powers could work outside of the matrix because even though they thought they were in the real world, they weren't. They were still just another version of the matrix, which also makes well, sense. Like Inception, a matrix within a matrix within a matrix. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, think about it. If you had if machines could put you into this like this internet like world that makes you dream forever beyond the Aquila rift <laughs> yeah why why is there an option to unplug you and let you just live out in the real world like, why is anything where you're tied directly into that system and if you get unplugged you die not you get unplugged and you just walk around like, hey i'm good hey everything's fine now like, you know what i mean you would think it'd be like a permanent fixture on you it wouldn't be like a thing you just take on and off they don't want you to fucking walk around. They're fucking robots. Yeah, they're using you for energy. Yeah. So of all of the... I guess it gets to the point, like, if everybody does unplug, they don't have any more energy. Yeah. So they technically all die. Yeah. So this really makes sense. Like, So I, I thought the, the concept would have been like, oh, here's the big reveal in the third movie. You've always been in a Matrix. There is no escape. But then it didn't do that. So it's like, what? Did you watch your own movie? Like, you had the perfect setup for it. But it was like, no, no, he's just Jesus. <laughs> what? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you just weren't ready for it. That's why you passed out. Yeah. It's like, what makes him ready? What? I don't even understand. Because then it got to a point that he was able to like hold, hold everything back. I don't know. It ended so stupid. And then he even had like magic eyes, where he was able to see Agent Smith in the real in the real world in like a fiery color. They got too deep in their own ass with the Jesus analogy. Like, <laughs> they yeah. took the metaphor too far. It was like, all right, I get. I was with you. Even when in the second movie they had him wearing like the the priest outfit, like it was just a badass priest outfit. That wasn't like a trench coat or anything. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, all right, I get it. You're Jesus. Can we just lay off the, the analogy now? No, no, no. All the way with the Jesus analogy. It's like, all right, he's Jesus. Got it. To the point that even when it ended, like you show, you saw him like yeah. almost look like, like crucified. In a, in a crucified pose. Oh. As they were carrying his body. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Yeah. It was nice in the first movie because it was like subtle. But as it went on, Wachowski's were just like, no, gotta make it super heavy handed. That's just who they are as writers, though. Even with the Sense8 stuff, they started getting kind of real deep with it. Yeah, but I like Sense8. I do, too. Should have got canceled. But you can tell they, they, they kind of started those orgies in the Matrix <laughs> with that, that party scene. Oh, yeah, that party scene. Yeah. They've, they've always wanted to they do those. They always wanted to do a, a super explicit orgy. Yeah, I, just, I just want orgies. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys been in an orgy before? Is that where this is coming from? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Have you been in an orgy, Michael? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wanna you wanna try? Let's do it right now in the pocket. <laughs> orgy mean, of two. I was gonna say, will that be an orgy? <laughs> just be sex. Well, if me and you have sex and have the listeners listen, it's like we're all having sex. Well, and, and it is interact it's uh the internet, so it'd be like a matrix. There you go. <laughs> Pride <Well>. month. <laughs> All right, well, that's this week's episode. Striking, striking Vipers. <laughs> striking Vipers. Now, let me throw this out there. Just remember, guys, Jordan is the one that brought that up, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all It's all slowly. Well, I'm trying to build to the 200th episode, and that's the episode that we kissed on the podcast. Okay, well, nobody's going to see that. <laughs> no, no. It's just, that's the, we'll know. That's the episode that we record, do another YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we'll get listeners back. Like we'll or we'll build more of an audience. We won't plateau anymore. Or we, or we may lose an audience. Yeah, we lose everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, gay people. <laughs> it's it's fine if there was just one gay guy on the podcast. Two gay guys is too gay. Yeah, two gay guys is too much. <laughs> I have nothing to attach myself to. All right. Well, no, we want to build an audience, Michael. So only straight things. I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe we'll make other people less homophobic. No. In, in fact, this. Obviously, our blackness is what's keeping the podcast back, so we need to be more white. Like, listen to your your news intro, straight and white. That's all we gotta do from now on. Hold up. I don't want to know gay things. Straight and white. <laughs> and Wait. then we'll get iTunes reviews. Let's let's get let's get let's get white right now. <laughs> Why? What are you gonna do? <laughs> this is the ultimate white song. Yes. <laughs> I hopped to the clang at LAX with the team in my cardigan. Welcome to Atlanta's famous sex. Am I gonna fit in? <laughs> and it's here for the first time. It's fun. And I see a Hollywood sign. I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get white. Let's start now. Why do we get like three iTunes reviews now? <laughs> yeah, yeah I gonna, love that song. Yeah. <laughs> Can you send me that link to Turn it? Turn the radio and a brace. Oh, no. Jay-Z. Britney's next. <laughs> and the Jay-Z song was on. And the Jay-Z song was on. Gotta give a heads up. Send that song. Butterflies <laughs> fly away. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is too white. <laughs> is it, though? It, it is. No. Blur version forever. <laughs> Go down with the ship. Blur for life, baby. Stay nerdy my blurties. Well... You did have white people on the show before, so maybe that's a, we need to go back to that. <laughs> Apparently. All right, so I'm going to throw you in bleach like Joker. <laughs> I'm going to make you white. 
Okay. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what we're doing? Yeah. Like okay. the Michael Jackson. Well, oh, that's sad. Like yeah, Jackson. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. I love little Michael. All right. Well, that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will. Hey, Michael. I don't know. What's the. Hey, what's the. What's the why? Uh, Josh. Josh? <laughs> hey, Jordan works for both. So. <laughs> I mean, Michael, too. Michael's like everybody's name, Michael. But it's true. No, my my name is Josh Peterson. <laughs> Josh Peterson. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys, Josh Peterson. Yeah, it's Josh Peterson. Okay. Mike, all right. Welcome on the blurred vision. So offensive. We're gonna lose all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just was like, all right. I was with the team, became racist. <laughs> racist vision. Is it racist? <laughs> Reverse racism, Michael. No such thing. Oh yeah. Alright, we'll see you later, guys. Bye. Peace. you